Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to the new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Boomstick XL. And my goodness, do we have a show. And as a matter of fact, we literally, I have in front of me two shows because I sent the show notes two days earlier to the panel only to have to rewrite everything because the amount of Xbox news, both good and bad, have exploded and again, we are adjusting some of the topics uh, that we advertised uh, because, you know, obviously we want to talk about the most important and hottest news when discussing Xbox. And quite frankly, there is a lot to get excited about, folks. We are under two weeks away from the release of the Xbox Series X and S, and the world is going to really erupt in hopefully cheers and not jeers. Uh, we're expecting... Um, you know, 36 uh, territories to launch at the same time, something that Microsoft did not do in 2013 with the launch of the Xbox One. And they are looking uh, looking to make ground, uh, you know, obviously very early and often come November 10th. Uh, but you know what? Let's get into the introductions and then we will get right into one of the biggest topics. In fact, it's one of the biggest conversations going on right now. And we're going to start first with the cog that keeps this show rolling each and every week. Chef Zemi, or should I say not so Chef Zemi, because he has been playing more games than he has been cooking. Welcome to the program. <laughs> you know, I, I figured out that the best diet on this planet is 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 just to play games. Just just get <laughs> completely immersed in a video game and and just try to forget about food like yeah uh, that's what i've been doing no it hasn't really actually been what i've been doing but um <laughs> anyway super excited about this show i am absolutely terrified for tomorrow boom because uh, you and me we're going to be going to little hope and i don't think indeed uh, we are i don't think the small town of little hope is going to be great for our health uh but hopefully we can kill everyone or keep everyone alive um but yeah man <laughs> super excited for the show as always can't wait to jump into these topics man I think you're going to be doing a lot of battle crying uh, tomorrow uh, oh, yeah. at, at, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time yeah. on on his Twitch channel, where we're going to play as much as we can of Little Hope without getting killed or potentially dying of a heart attack. But we will get to that momentarily. Next up, you know him on loan from PlayStation Nation, someone that has been doing a ton of unboxing and, quite frankly, good, awesome videos. If you're not subscribed... To his channel and the trophy room what the hell are you doing get over there and subscribe and of course he's showing off his very very stylish dual sense controller which i'll be picking up all of my accessories tomorrow after breakfast with boom joe welcome to the program yeah. dude dude um i'm happy to be here the last few days have been extremely amazing uh the trophy room just the newest episodes out now it is there's so much news that I literally had an issue of trying to find a title just to fit all the amazingness that has happened. And then even more news comes out. And yeah. let me tell you something else. And this is, listen, Mark Cerny did not collect my ears for this either. Mm. Yeah, like, this is just from me to you. This controller feels really nice. I can't and it's I actually way more reminiscent of an Xbox controller than you may think. Oh, nice. So, Good to know. Good to know. It definitely uh, I'm happy to be here. 
I definitely saw you doing the comparison to the triggers, and even though the triggers on the on the Dual Shock Four were better, certainly better than the, than the three, these triggers look to be much better. Uh, especially the bumper button seemed to be on point. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to not only uh, hearing more from you, but actually trying and holding the controller myself. Though I won't be whispering or blowing into it like we've seen some YouTubers do. Don't do it, Joe. Don't, don't, don't do it, Joe. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> Next up, he is a, a, a pod. He's well, I would say he's a podcast. Of course, he's a podcast. He's a content creator all the way from Germany that has exploded on the scene. Not because of his amazing voice. Not because of his tech technical knowledge, but because of how detailed his outstanding videos are, please welcome Archimedes. <laughs> Thank you for that outstanding introduction. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be on the show today and so much to talk about. Next Gen is only two weeks away. I couldn't be more excited. Uh, it's actually less than two weeks uh, yeah. away. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, we have been waiting for this the whole year. The whole year we have been discussing next generation and all these tiny news bits we got over the year. And now it's finally the time. Um, so close. I can't wait. And today it's going to be a fire show. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, we have some serious topics to get into. Um, and uh, it's, it's like I said, if, you, if you're expecting two plus hours of the best Xbox content that you could find, then you, you you tuned into the right channel. If you're new, of course, I want to encourage you to not only subscribe to this channel, uh, but also hit the like button. Uh, we are a growing uh, small channel. I am, a par I'm six, I think, 50-something subs away from 7,000, which is huge. Uh, when I started the year, I expected or at least had hoped that I would hit at least 5,000, and I have ex blown past that. And that's thanks to this community that has not only accepted me with open arms, but continues to watch the content, which is fantastic. So I want to thank you for that. Uh, next up, we're going to go with uh, our very good friend who has been making a splash pretty much everywhere he goes. Not only is he on this particular podcast, but he has got himself involved in several others. VJ, welcome to the program, my friend. Hey, Boom, how are you doing? Yes. Um, thanks for having me back on again. Uh, Zemi, Mr. Bad Bit, Free Bit, uh, Archimedes, it's, uh, it's good to uh, be back on the show again with you guys. And uh, I know we're going to have some very varied opinions. <laughs> that's, that's kind of Oh, me. yeah, we do. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, it, 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 wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be a show if everyone, it wouldn't be a good show if everyone agreed. If It wouldn't yeah. be a good, it wouldn't be a show that you wanted to look forward to if it was the same old, same old. That's why a lot of the topics we're going to discuss, yeah, sure. There are hot news, but we do have a few smaller ones that do, unfortunately, get missed by some of the big uh, <clears throat> YouTubers as well as some of the big gaming media. So uh, we're, we're going to cover some of those, and I'm glad that you're here. More importantly, I'm glad that you and your family are safe. I know that was uh, some question regarding the wildfire situation in California. So, of course, we all... Uh, uh, you know, are happy that to know that you're here, but more importantly, that you are safe. So thanks so much for being here, brother. No worries. And, no worries. And uh, last and no way least, the newest member to the Xbox Factor podcast, someone that I is a content creator that might be new to you, but he certainly is worthy of a sub uh, of not only a sub, but he's worthy of, you know, checking out his work because I think that he is an upcoming and uh, uh, interesting superstar in the YouTube game. Please welcome 3-Bit. What's going on, dude? Hey, man. Uh, 
I've been playing Yakuza and, and relaxing a little bit. Um, you know, you got the Storm um, Z- Zeta. <laughs> was it yep. Mm-hmm. Um, approaching. So I was actually um, playing Yakuza last night and it, it got wrecked. Um, uh, my power went out in the middle of this really hard boss. But, you know, I'm doing good besides that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's really good to be back on the show with you guys. Um, looking forward to hearing your you guys' opinions on what's coming up. Well, listen, I'll, I'll say this. If that should ever happen again, once you have your Series X, rest assured that it will be waiting for you to start up. Using oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. So that's something to look forward to. Certainly one of the advantages of the Xbox Series X and S. Uh, which we're going to be getting in a couple of weeks or less than two weeks. So let, let's uh, let, let's stop the shenanigans. You know what? Actually, I do want to address something. I, I, I've been getting a lot of DMs, uh, and I've seen a lot of people on Twitter asking. Uh, as a matter of fact, people were asking in the chat uh, if Microsoft sent me um, a Series X to unbox and review. The answer is no, they did not. Um, I, I, listen, I, I mean, as much as I would be completely floored if I opened my door and that box was sitting there, this is a relatively small channel. And you've seen who has gotten them. Uh, and they are much, much larger than me. Now, granted, I do have a relationship with uh, with PR. Uh, I do have a relationship with Microsoft. Uh, but again, you never promised anything. So I want people not to be disappointed for me that Microsoft didn't send it because I, I, I was never told I was going to get one. I'm buying both. So I will be able to give you my hands-on review. Um, and, and we're going to talk about it because Zemi and I, we are doing a launch day show. Uh, yes, that, that Tuesday uh, we're going to be doing uh, at noon, uh, you know, uh, our live impressions of, you know, or our first impressions of, of, you know, how launch day went for us, what we played first. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously, hopefully we get a big turnout for that. And then I'll be able to give you my full review. Now, granted, no one said that they weren't going to send it to me. And that could still happen. But I have not been contacted by Microsoft. But I do want to shout out a couple of people that I know got it. And they're personal friends of mine, of course. Randall Thor 19 an amazing Xbox uh, content creator, dealer gaming. What could you say about RDX? And of course, Colt Eastwood. These are three monster Xbox, uh, you know, uh, content creators that absolutely deserve it. There's no doubt about it. So I'm glad to see that they got their hands on it. And uh, listen, folks, don't 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 uh, don't be sad for me because Boom is going to get his one way. I just have to wait until you know retail like everyone else, and that and that is perfectly fine. But I want to move on to the big topic of the day and like i said folks if you've come to this show for the truth if you've come to this show because you trust in boom you trust in this panel and you understand that we are not um uh you know chasing clicks we're not chasing views we're giving it to you like it's supposed to be and that's the truth we have to open up today's show with another reported issue at 343 industries now, now, obviously, I don't need to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Now, obviously, they are the developer that took over for Bungie, who left Microsoft to work on their new IP known as Destiny on October 5th, 2007. And since then, they have held the, the, you know, the title of being the developer of the Halo franchise, literally the face of the Xbox platform. 
And, um, you know, if the community's response to the first public gameplay demo on July 23rd and the outright delay of Halo Infinite to an undisclosed date in 2021 wasn't bad enough, well, we have confirmation that all of the trades are reporting Chris Lee has departed the next-gen Halo project. Now, it was originally reported that he up and left Microsoft, that he quit. That is not true. He is still with 3-4 Industries, 3-4-3 Industries, I should say, but he is no longer attached to the Halo project at all. He has stepped away from the... Um, the entire project, uh, and uh, and the story that I pulled from Polygon.com, in a statement to Bloomberg, Chris Lee confirmed that he has, quote-unquote, stepped back from Infinite and was looking, uh, looking at future opportunities. Microsoft, in a statement to, uh, to, again, Bloomberg, said that Lee was still a Microsoft employee, although he has stepped back from the Halo Infinite right now. Now, this... Uh, if you didn't know, is the third development head head figure to leave X, the Xbox tentpole series in more and little more than a year, folks. Un understand the ramifications of this. They have seen three studio heads leave 343 Industries or leave the Halo Infinite project. Now, the first one was in August 2019, where creative director Tim Longo was uh, reassigned. And then executive producer Mary Olsen was put in charge of Infinite's campaign development. Uh, Lee, as the Halo Infinite studio head, was still responsible for Infinite. Overall, the creation, vision, and production was Olsen, who then left the project in October of 2019. Now, Bloomberg has confirmed that Joe Staten, who rejoined Microsoft from the original B uh, Bungie team, uh, in 2014, was placed in charge of Halo Infinite's single-player campaign, where Perry Hintz was is now the lead multiplayer development head. Um, look, folks, here's the thing. Um, you know, I, I, I and I'm going to read verbatim what I wrote because I want this to be understood. This is not going to turn into a topic that leads down a, uh, us all jumping on the hate train and piling on the rabbits kind of discussion. That, that's not where it's going to go. But I do, and I really mean this, want to openly talk about what this means for the reboot of the Master Chief and how long the community, i.e. everyone on this panel, everyone here, is willing to wait for the new heads of 343 Industries to make things right with Halo Infinite. So I'm going to go to, Ze to, go to Zemi first on this because obviously... You're one of the founding father, fa fathers of this particular program. And I know that you are a big Halo fan. This is both great and bad news. Great that, this, that the people in charge are no longer making these de decisions. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know Chris Lee. He's probably got more talent in a fingernail than I have in my entire body. And I'm okay with that. But, you, but there comes a point, Zemi, where if this was to happen to a Mario game, if this was to happen to a God of War game, the world would be turned upside down. The same way the world is currently turned upside down, scratching their head, what the F is going on at 3-4 Industries that they cannot get this shit right. And they've, they've listen, we know for a fact that, the, that they've invested $500 million into not only this game, 
but the engine that they're using and 343 Industries. They are the highest funded development house at Xbox Game Studios. I don't understand, and I'm having a very hard time sitting back here and and looking to, like, oh, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. Is it? Is it going to be okay? Now, with the new studio head, I mean, you know, coming in, um, and, I, and I say studio head. Studio head is Bonnie Ross right now. I'm talking about for the head of Infinite. I have tremendous faith that Joe Staten is going to make things right. He was responsible for three of the best Halos in the franchise, and he is back, and he's back because he's talented. So I'm okay with that. The issue that we that we're all having is because all of this is so fresh. We don't know if Halo is even going to make 2021 at this point. What, what what are your thoughts? Do you what questions do you have for what's going on at this at this storied development studio? Yeah, so I mean, kind of, you know, at this point, or at least, you know, through like the past few months that we've been keeping track of 343, it, it really just kind of seems that there is a lot of uh, a lot of issues with this studio. It, it kind of seems like uh, 343's, you know, more of like the troubled child uh, out of all of the Xbox game studios. Um, <clears throat> as far as, you know, uh, Chris Lee, you know, uh, stepping down from his role. I don't know if that is a positive or a negative, right? Because we just don't, we, we, we really, you know, that's, that's the problem, you know, that, that we, and, 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 you know, even journalists face is that, you know, a lot of people just kind of don't know, uh, especially whenever, you know, a, a person is stepping down from a position because, you know, there's usually not a whole lot of transparency due to privacy and, 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 you know, everything like that. But, you know, uh, we've known that there there's clearly a problem at 343 Industries for, you know, for a while uh, now. And, you know, is, is it possible that, you know, Chris Lee might have been involved in being that problem? And, and that's the reason why, you know, he's not in that role anymore. That is definitely a possibility. But it's also possible that Chris Lee is just another casualty. He just eventually got fed up with the company, uh, you know, from certain decision makers or whatever it may be. And he just decided to step down. Um Ultimately, ultimately, we just don't really, you know, know, know what's going on. I think in this time, it is more important for Xbox to come out with as much transparency as what they can do and let the let the consumers know, hey, you know, this is what we're expecting out of the next Halo game. You know, this is this is, you know, uh, like our timetable of when we are kind of, you know, looking to push this game out to just kind of reassure fans that, you know, Halo Infinite is still going to happen. It's still going to come out. And and this is kind of a rough patched launch window of when you can expect that game to come out. Um, I, I, I really don't think that they should just kind of be completely silent about this. Um, you know, they, they, they were before, uh, and a lot of fans got disappointed by Halo's delay, right? Um, so I, I think that Xbox really should come out with as much transparency as what they can. Um, I don't know if, you know, this whole Chris Lee story, I don't know if it was, you know, similar to the previous two people leaving and, and what would seem like they were just, uh, you know, not content working there, very upset working there. 
Um, or if potentially Chris Lee was that 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 problem that was in, you know, the wheel of three, four, three. And and that's why he's gone. We just don't really know. Yeah, there are there are a lot of unanswered questions, but, but one one of the um, one of the issues that I think is is basically the alarm being sound is if Chris Lee is the first, uh, you know, head, you know, d director's head of, of the game to walk away, you're like, OK, maybe it's creative differences. Maybe, you know, may maybe it's something when you lose three in a year, I, I am sorry to say, I don't know where the problem is, but I can tell you right now that they always say shit rolls downhill. Pardon my French. And right now, as nice as she is, as uh, and I, I told you, I had the pleasure of meeting her during FanFest, and she was very knowledgeable and very passionate about Halo. You have to ask what is going on at the top. Now, I'm not certainly going to be the – I would dare say that I want to see anyone lose their job, be reassigned or anything. But there comes a point where after five years of development, a $500, a $500 million investment into the, uh, you know, the, um, the, the, you know, the new engine based on what we've read. And, uh, and this is supposed to be a, a new start, a fresh start. Right, a, re a soft reboot of the Master Chief. This is not what you want. Now, granted, this if it launches next year and it's a masterpiece, we're all going to forget about this conversation. But what if it's not? What if it's if, if it's so broken? What if it's so damaged that we may not see a new Halo for another two or three years? You know, people used to make fun of PlayStation with some of their games that took ten years to make. And of course, I'm not suggesting that they're going to take 10 years to make uh, Halo Infinite. What I'm saying is that we don't know how badly damaged this 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 game is. You know, is it the story? Is it the gameplay? Is it the engine? Did they did they basically just destroy everything by going from Unreal 4 to Slipspace? I, we heard that after two years of development, they decided to switch the engine. That's a that's that could be a, a catastrophe. You know, so yeah. we don't we and, don't know. And, and, and that's what I'm talking about with transparency. It, it would be kind of nice to know as, you know, as as, as uh, you know, a fan of the Halo franchise to know what is currently going wrong, you know, with that with that studio, with that game or whatever. That way, you know, we we can level out our expectations because a huge, huge, huge problem of the initial Halo release you know, I, I'm not going to say that it was the worst looking game that I've ever seen. It really wasn't. It, really it was wasn't not. It really worst was. People looking game. Yeah. But I think, I, I think everyone had their expectations of what they th thought the game was going to be. It was going to be this this major powerhouse game that was going to, you know, show off uh, truly the ability of next gen consoles. And the reality of that was not that. You know, I I I, I think we talk about this a lot of the times. You know, expectation versus reality. I know Bad Bit uh, for sure has right. And, and so to level out that expectation that everyone should have, I think increasing the amount of transparency to the consumers uh, and giving that type of information to these journalists so they, you know, so they can talk about it in an appropriate manner is very, very important. Because if, if your expectations are not, you know, uh, lining up with the reality, you're, you're just going to be disappointed. Um, 
so for that, I, I, you know, same thing, more transparency. And, you know, like I was saying, we don't know Chris, you know, we don't know the situation around Chris Lee. We don't know if, if he was, you know, like I said, you know, the problem that, you know, Microsoft is, is, is trying to remove from the equation or if he just truly was just another disgruntled employee that just got tired of it, regardless, Microsoft, you know, it, you know, if it is the latter needs to continue to launch an investigation into 343 and figure out what the problem is that that is causing all of their, you know, uh, high up creative directors to want to leave the company, because that is not a healthy thing to have in any company game studio or whatever. And that's a, and you know that's a great point. And and with that point, Joe, I want I want to bring you into the conversation. Look, we we as, as someone that represents Sony in, in the most professional manner, you yourself on the trophy room uh, yeah. have have discussed when a delay comes regarding. Mm -hmm. We've seen that happen to God of War. We've seen that happen to Spider Man. We saw yeah. that happen to. Uh, the Last of Us, numer numerous delays. Now, granted, my, 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 yeah, my, my 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 feelings on the story is irrelevant. Right. The game's right. a masterpiece, right? The game's a masterpiece, and it was delayed. I I, I want to say it a half a dozen times. It could be more, right? But, but I whatever, think at least four or five. Yeah, yeah. So so it was delayed, but the end product, again, the story for my taste wasn't what I wanted, but the right. game but itself, the quality was there. What, what right. was there? So yeah. as fans of these games, we were like, okay, you know what? It's here. I forgot about what happened because I forgot all about the delay while I'm going around as Ellie uh, stealth killing everybody, which is what I did through the <laughs> yeah. game, right? So yeah. when you look at what's going on at 343, when you look at the relevance and the importance of not just Master Chief, but the Halo franchise as a whole, the Halo franchise is as equivalent to any of Sony's biggest IPs. Now you can put that as, yeah, you could put that as any, anything you want. I would like to consider master chief as important and as iconic as Mario. That, that is where I put master chief. I put him on the pedestal right there. Now Mario has seen a, you know, a ton of games and they've been great. We've seen a great, a tremendous amount of, you know, uh, sequels come out and uh, re you know reinventions. A perfect example: God of War 2018, masterpiece. End of story. No questions asked. We're yeah. still waiting for that for the Master Chief, and it looks like we're going to be waiting some more. For you, is this bittersweet? Is seeing people, you know, the shakeup that we had <laughs> that that Brad Sam's talked about happen as being important to making this game be in you know great when it finally releases. I want this game. Obviously, you just saw me shoot the pistol like a big dumb dork. But I love Halo, right? Like, I mean, it's even right there on my wall. I got the Master Chief helmet over there. I love Halo. Uh, it means the world to me. I say it every time I can get a chance. That game made me a gamer. So, that said, um, looking at this release, kind of on the outside looking in of the outside, since I run a mostly PlayStation thing, that's where my ecosystem is. And mm -hmm. so it's kind of like me looking out. I, I'm kind of like Squidward. Uh, you know, that meme where he's looking outside and, and Patrick and, <laughs> and SpongeBob have their arms up, waving them around and such. Um, so taking a look at this, obviously this game is in trouble. Obviously, right? I mean, or else it would have been, it, we, we would be playing it in November. Obviously, there's deeper problems because, yeah, like they've gotten rid of a creative director. Well, now two. 
right? And even a studio head that's been with the company since uh, 2008. Yeah, he's I been think, there a long time. Yeah, he's been there a very long time, over 10 plus years, um, and kind of giving them the send off of like, oh, yeah, you still work for us, be like somewhere else. Um, so, like, obviously, this is in trouble. And I could, I would love to tell you, I would love to get that transparency of like, where is this, where is the trouble? Right, because I could say it's the story, and who knows? I could say it's a multiplayer. Who knows? There is something wrong with this game, so much so in a foundational level that they've had to bring in outside sources in to course correct at the mm-hmm. last minute. Like you know, Brad Sams, I believe, I think it was him who got a lot of shit for yeah. you know putting out that rumor of hey. Microsoft's thinking about putting this game out in pieces. Looks like that was a plan, and they're still kind of dancing with that idea. So, like, you know, I don't want to jump the gun and say what the issue is. I do want to, though, mention how Joseph Staten is probably the best person to write this ship, right? Because, yeah, like, though, again, right now it looks like things are deeply flawed. It looks like the, the ship's in the wrong direction. With this guy being the captain, uh, I think he could steer the ship in the right in in the right direction. Seeing the pedigree that that Staten has, this is a guy that like you know I was talking to Luke about this while playing Sea of Thieves because I'm a fake fan. That that you know Joseph Satan has a resume that is rich in video games and tech so much so that like he's even been approached by like the FBI to go lead stuff. So this guy's a really intelligent dude. He's launched countless games, including the games we love. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that there's some magic that Staten could rub off on this game. Halo needs to be good. Halo, no, not that. Halo needs to be great. Because this does reiterate a problem that is foreseen with Microsoft, where their games come out and they don't really get the the fanfare or the fanfare dies too fast on these games, right? Like, as much as I love Sea of Thieves, it's a great game now. It wasn't at launch, right? Same with State of Decay. So, like, they they do have this reputation that Microsoft is has been fighting this generation of, like, no, 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 no. Our games are really good. Like our first party titles are great games. Uh, they just take a while to get there. And I think that this news does dampen a lot of hype that we've seen. And not by a whole lot, but like, look, they gave a fridge to Snoop Dogg. We should be talking about that. That's a fun story, right? Like, again, people are unboxing Xboxes. It's fantastic. My friend Sean uh, you know, made it like like it was a baby portrait. It was hilarious. We should be doing. We should be talking about that. But instead, this news does overclout that. It is something that is kind of the lingering the lingering question that Microsoft has still yet to answer, which is like what what are our IPs and how do they look? That is still a question mark. Unfortunately, again, I think Joseph Staten is the guy to to write the ship. I don't know whose fault it is. I can't point fingers because I don't know. All I know is like the only finger I can point at is that there's trouble at 343. Something needs to be addressed. Something needs to be done. And it's good that Microsoft is coming in and addressing those things right now. But I do hang up back on like, when can we expect this game? I honestly, 
honestly don't know. If we're going by the Jason Schreier metric, we understand then that games usually take six to really the last six to, to 12 months of production is really where the game comes together. So I don't really expect this to be a quarter two game or quarter three game. I'm definitely thinking that this is next holiday, a big Halo rollout. That's that what is I want. Kind of, and, and the one thing too, that I think we need from Microsoft is this is a problem where they've talked too much about this game. And now people are kind of skeptical of like, okay, you know, sh- talk less, show me more. Yeah. Or, no, you know, show, show me where the improvements are. Talk when you need to talk or just don't talk at all. And that's where I come down. So I'm, I, I know I may have come out negative or whatnot, but I'm totally on board with Staten jumping in and wherever this game needs fixes, he'll do I it. Hope yeah. yeah, I hope yeah. they're going to do it. I, yeah, I, I'm with that. I'm, I'm always with that optimism. I want devs to succeed with their games. And honestly, I'm on board with you too. This game looks fucking dope from the first trailer. Yeah. So, I, 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 listen, I'm yeah. going to be honest with you. I know people w- wanted, expected more. I actually thought the game looked great. Yeah. Now, now, granted, it's an open world Halo. It's much different, and I would gladly be playing that. Um, but uh, again, if you if you have the world's most powerful console, regardless of whether it's an open world or a corridor shooter, you you, you got it's your flagship title. It's got to look next generation. It's got to right. it's got to it's got to match. The power yeah. of the console. And if and- I could, I know I've talked a lot here. I do want to mention Pixel B, uh, his, his chat. It dampens no hype for real fans. I, I'll i challenge that f- to an extent there, Pixel. It, yeah, if you're in the Microsoft ecosystem, you love Microsoft, you love Xbox, this is your beat, this is your thing that you love. Yeah, by no way, you're still excited. I'm still excited for the launch. You know, it, I'm not canceling my Series X pre-order. But if I am a casual observer uh, of someone who who kind of is that person who's who's the Squidward looking out the window, I am looking at it going, all right, it looks like they still don't have their thing together and kind of walking away. It, it does dampen that type of hype for the more broad thing. If, if we're, you know... You, you know, if they canceled Miles Morales tomorrow, I'm still going to get hyped for the PlayStation. I'm just going to be very, very, very disappointed, and that's what really it is. Yeah, I agree. Real quick, let me before I bring before I bring Boxer Bear into the conversation, I I, I want to just catch up with some of the suggestions. Quite a few. Uh, we have uh, Fassel Asen. Oh, I, I know I butchered your name. I apologize to remind you. Uh, uh, it's actually. Uh, Fasal Asan, I think I got it right this time. He drops an outstanding, very generous $2 of chat and says, have you seen the possible artwork of the initiative? No, dude. Listen, it's Mrs. Boomstick's birthday this Saturday, and I am running like a lunatic to clean the house, get the house ready. We're having a, you know, our sisters to come over. So I have, I've actually only been writing the show. I, I, I still have to finish writing tomorrow's Breakfast with Boom um, after this. Um, so I actually haven't, but I will definitely check that out. Hank Dank, a good friend of the show, he drops a multitude of Super Chats. The first one for $5 and says, Boom, would you dust off your chainsaw for another Evil Dead game? You damn right I would in a second. He drops another $2 Super Chat and says, Boom, good, bad, I'm the guy with the gun. Yeah, that is right out of the Evil Dead. I absolutely, it's one of my favorite films, franchises, to be honest with you. Smitty Smith, our very good brother, bringing us back to church once again. He says, always love the show, Boom, and I'm a big fan of the panel. 
Salute and shout out to the chat moderators, the Book of X. Well, thank you so much for being here. And of course, thank you for your generosity, Smitty. Uh, Hank Dank drops another outstanding $2 super chances. Boom, if I win one of your giveaways, autograph it, please. Listen, yeah, as a matter of fact, I, we'll talk about that towards the end. The drawing for the stuff is going to be coming the uh, first week of the month. I'm setting. I'm getting prepared to uh, set that up now, but I'll give more information later on. Bounty Boom, another generous friend of the show, drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "Been working some long hours. Boom, got some sleep. Catch you later. Have a great show. We'll listen to it later. Thank you. Well, thank you, brother. I certainly appreciate not only the super chat, but the fact that you took the time before you went to sleep to drop it in here. And hopefully, you will enjoy the show. Pixel Bit G, a very good, generous friend of the show, he drops. An outstanding five dollars. Which says Jim Ryan confirms PS4 support until 2022. I'm expecting God of War cross gen. Yeah, I'm pr that's pretty much guaranteed. As always, thought it would be cheers, boom, and panel cross gen lives on. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, I, I got to be honest with you. I am uh, very happy that cross gen is a thing, not just for Xbox, but for for Sony, because you know the PlayStation Five is four and five hundred dollars respectively. We are in a COVID era where most countries are now having another shutdown. And unfortunately, the financial strain uh, for people's bank accounts is on, on, on something that we've never witnessed or dealt with in our lives. We're, we're seeing a lot of first ofs and, and not for good things. And right now, people don't have the spare money. I mean, folks, we're going right into the holiday. And, you know, if you asked me as a parent, which I'm not, but, you know, I, I, you know, I have godchildren and plenty of nephews and nieces. Uh, if, if as a parent, it was buy my $500 Xbox or PS5 or make sure that there's stuff under the tree for my children. Well, I'm just not getting a console because the kids come first. And that's going to be, uh, uh, you know, something that people are going to tug with. Uh, and uh, I'm glad to know that Sony is not strong arming their fan base to buy a PlayStation 5. That if they want to play Miles Morales, if they want to play um, God of War, potentially Dark uh, Demon Souls, which we know it's going to be coming. It's just not they haven't announced it or they did accidentally. And Horizon Zero Dawn, these amazing first party games will find their way to a console that people own, still allowing them to enjoy these new IPs. So I'm ha very happy about that. Uh, we also have Robert Jones, a very generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding and ridiculous $25 super chat. And he says, aren't you kind of piling on 343 and Halo? There's, uh, there is nothing to be done till they talk about where they are. Reminds me of 1.5 years ago. Um, and all they have, uh, all the talk was they have no, no games compared to PS4. We just have to wait. Look, I, Robert, listen, I, I'm trying to do this in a way that isn't finger pointy. You know, it, it is a serious conversation. It's one that I feel that as a, as someone who holds himself to a very professional level, that I'm doing it in a way that it's a discussion. It's not me piling on. I, I, to be honest with you, I'm frustrated. I'm a frustrated fan who has a Halo shrine dedicated to the Master Chief that's, wor that's worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it, but as a fan, I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated. I feel, I feel gypped. 
to be honest with you, because I not just that, but like you have to like we're not piling on. This is a discussion, or else podcast gets get very boring if we're only talking about games that just exist right here, right now, in the moment. Um, so like when we're talking when we're talking about this, this is a discussion. More so when we talk about it, shine a light on it. I don't I I don't consider it piling on. I consider it shining a light on it. Then you get three four three to talk. You know, that's what happened with Cyberpunk. When we, when we shined a light on Crunch, we had a conversation about it. Yeah. Then Cyberpunk was like, okay, well, or CD was like, we can't ignore this. We have to actually talk about it and be, be transparent. We want transparency. You have to demand that. Well, and, and I don't think that any of us are, are absolutely excited to jump in here and 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 speak the way that we yeah. are about 343 industries yeah. we love halo we love xbox but you know to 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 not do this whenever it's a topic that 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 you know kind of somewhat deserves being talked about you know a lot of people aren't talking about this uh you know it, it's kind of unfair to the viewers and 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 people that you know are you know kind of expecting to go out and play this game uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's just, it muddies the water, you know, we like, you, sometimes you just have to cover the news that you don't really even want to cover necessarily. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's well-spoken, you know, box bear, you've heard our takes on it and I, I I'm interested to know what you're feeling. Are, are you frustrated? Are you concerned? There's a little bit of both or are you on point? Do you disagree with us on our, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, the way we've broken it down. What what, what are your thoughts on this particular topic? You're on mute, Boxer Bear. This is my fault. I put him to sleep. I put him to sleep. This is my fault. I'm sorry. I talked too much. (laughs) Boxer Bear, you there, brother? Okay, we'll come back to Archimedes. Uh, You know, we'll go to VJ. Oh, there he is. Archimedes, you're back. Ah, damn. Somehow the, the uh, mic got muted on the software. Usually I do that on the on the phone itself. Um, <laughs> this happened last week, too. I don't know what's going on. Okay, I'm sorry, because I already started talking. Um, all right. You asked um, if I do agree uh, or do, do not agree, and um, a bit of both. Um, uh, let me start by giving my thoughts on, on Halo Infinite. Um, it is it was a good showing. The gameplay actually looked really fun. Um, it it's did, what 100%. I wanted. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the evolution I wanted. Open world, slight, uh, light RPG elements, side quests, stuff like that. I'm I'm totally in for that. Um, it really looked awesome. Um, the graphics, not so much, obviously. Um, did it look bad? Not really, but it's just not what you expect from your flagship title. Yeah, and especially when we go back and remind ourselves about the slip space engine trailer that we have seen in 2018, um, which looked absolutely awesome. Um, fantastic lighting, texture quality, the, um, the 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 animation work, everything. The highly qu- high quality trailer for the slip space engine. And back in the day, I thought, oh wow, if this is going to be next gen, this is going to be awesome. Uh, and then they have shown that g- kind of gameplay. We talked about that um, in length after the showcase. Um, however, um, when it comes to this um, change of management position, um, I don't know whether he was the problem. Um, so the the thing is, um, I think the the one person everyone should hold accountable at this point is Bonnie Ross. Um, 
and I have to be absolutely frank here because it is her responsibility in the end. In the end, it is a top management um, uh, thing to, to look after your flagship title. Um, and she is in charge of the whole studio and with that in charge of this project. And there is a, I call that a triangle of uh, in, in project management. I, I have to manage projects as well. Um, and you always have to balance out a couple of uh, three things. And that's why it's called a triangle because they influence each other. It's always timing, cost and quality. Yeah, if you need a better quality, you can either increase the costs or increase the time. They influence each other. Yeah, if you decrease the costs, you typically decrease the quality and so on. Now, what did Bonnie had? She had everything. She had $500 million. She had five years. Um, and the quality wasn't there. So in the end, I have to admit, I think this is a management problem. So if Microsoft yeah. is going to exchange now management, I hope they exchange the right persons. Usually the head of the studio is responsible for, for these things, not the, the manager who leads the story or the, the engine programming or the, I don't know, sound design. Yeah, those are also all management positions. But she is responsible to bring that all together. And yeah. It didn't work out. And you can really tell how much Microsoft was relying on Halo being there. They won. Yeah, the mass chief is on the box. They have so many marketing deals in the US, even here in Europe, they have marketing deals. I can buy now chips here in Pringles with the master chief on, on, on the box. Yeah. And I have no master chief game. That just tells you how much they are relying or were relying on Halo being there. They won. And after five years and $500 million as a development budget, um, you should expect something different. I wonder why, and I've said this before, I wonder why Microsoft hasn't realized how in, in which state Halo is earlier. Yeah. yeah? Um, the whole discussion started after the July showing, and this is a little bit late. Yeah, They should have realized that earlier that they have an issue with that and do the necessary changes up front they didn't i'm still glad they delayed it and i hope that really hope that they give the game enough time because i want halo to be great and if that means that we have to wait two years so be it um i don't think that i still think they will bring it out after six years fall next year for the 20th um anniversary that's what i'm hoping halo. for I'm, I'm hoping for a celebration and when you do that, all of, all of this talk that we're having now will have been gone away. Uh, you know, again, yeah. if, if November 15th comes, which obviously is in a couple of weeks, right? They still have, by my calendar, and I'm no mathematician, but I'm stretch of the truth, over a year. If you give, if you give Joseph, Joseph Staten over a year, over 12 months, closer to 13 months, to go after and fix what's wrong with the game. The game's engine is there. It isn't what it is, but they can go in. And, and like I said, I have a, I have a strong suspicion. This may be one of the best stories since three. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest Probably. with you based on the banished, based on the flood coming back, based on Atriox, based on the fact that 
We're going to have other characters that you potentially could play based on those, you know, those rumors that we heard earlier, where you're going to actually, yeah. you're going to play the Master Chief for the major part of the game, but it's going to be side stories, what we've heard. So if yeah. all of that comes to fruition, uh, Archimedes, we're in for a treat. They just have to get those graphics up to par. And you know something? Saying that, oh, because it's, a, it's an open world that it's, it should look that way. No, that's incorrect. Because an open world can look amazing. All you have to do is look at Red Dead Redemption 2. That exactly. game looks like a masterpiece. 100%. So, and it had only only a, a third of the of the budget yes. than Halo had. Mm -hmm. Yeah? You always have to consider that. This is... We, we are always sometimes looking at this like fans. And of course, we all are fans. But in, in the end, w whether you develop a... A, a video game, I don't know, a TV, a smartphone or, or a car or whatever you do, yeah, you have to manage costs, timing and quality. This is always the same. It doesn't matter what you do. And if, if one gets out of hand, either the costs or the quality, you have to take action. And obviously that didn't happen up front because they had had a deadline. They, this was really one of the most important deadlines you can have halo as a launch title yeah they probably agreed upon that being the launch title two years ago and then they had time to adjust and and it wasn't possible so something in the management um at 343 went completely wrong so hearing that the exchange management is for me actually something good i don't know whether he was the reason yeah i'm, I'm not saying that they have ex exchanged the right person i don't know about that i'm still confused that they didn't go to the top because in like i said before in the in the end it's always coming together on the top and you have, yeah I'm, you're right and, and you, yeah you said i don't i i don't want it either to say okay somebody should lose their job this is not what i'm saying but on the other hand <sighs> I mean, these top managers, yeah, they make more, ten, probably 10 times more than the regular uh, engine programmer. And it wasn't his fault. I'm sure of that. Because if you look at, at the pedigree of 343, Halo 5, you may might like the story or not, um, but the game itself was technically absolutely it looked fantastic. fantastic. It looked it fantastic. Yeah, it did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it had, had the best multiplayer since Halo 2. The mechanics were awesome it is it is not that the talent isn't there i i'm 100 confident that 343 has good developers best uh, some of the best in the industry i have no doubt about that but in the end you can have the best engineer in the in the, in the um in the, in the hierarchy um on the bottom yeah if you don't have a proper manager who brings everything together um you will fail your product. And that is what happened um, here with Halo, um, if you ask me. And yeah, we will see um, where the journey goes. I really hope they take the time they need to fix it properly and not just damage control it now. Yeah, and just, okay, we upgrade a little bit the graphics because I don't think it's just the graphics. Probably a lot more didn't come together. Yeah, if, if something this substantial happens, um, that you delay such an important game it is more than just a little bit of graphic polishing yeah I, I, it, it's probably the departments didn't work properly together the communication internally wasn't there i don't know what 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 went wrong um but um yeah so i really hope that they do not just tweak here something and then just rush it out they t take their time and if, if that means they even missed that um 
uh, 20th anniversary mark. So be it. I want a good Halo game in the end. No, I agree. Let's uh, let's get uh, um, VJ. VJ, you, you've heard everyone's opinion so far, yeah. and you being on uh, being you know with experience on both sides of the coin. We're talking about development as well as managing. Uh, yeah. the, uh, in <clears throat> your opinion, wh where where does this problem lie? Who really is to blame? Um, I just want to say two things before I go into the answer. <laughs> I've never seen the chat so uh, with so much emotion and yeah, because it's an, it, 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 it is incredible. A, yeah, it's it's it, the chat has been on fire. Like literally, I can't even keep up. Yeah, and uh, it's just such divisive opinions. And uh, I think everything that I've heard so far, um, Archimedes um, this week perhaps has hit a lot of um, lot of sentiments that I'm in agreement with. But I'm going to try to just go in a little <laughs> bit deeper to help answer some questions. But first and foremost, boom! This this is not a witch hunt, you know, that we're discussing. Exactly. Yes. Oh, no, it's not. Um, no, no, because, it is not. Because because what we're doing is looking at this as, an, as, a, as a case study, as far as I'm concerned. And if this was happening at Sony or Nintendo, you know, and this was a Nintendo or Sony primary channel or something like Mario did happen, we'd rip into them also. Right? We, we want to understand. We're, we're within our rights to be able to ask questions. Otherwise, how will we grow? So I also want to say that I, I made some comments on the July 12th podcast with you, Boom. Uh, because everything I think I said back then was relatively true for the time and, and for me. So obviously, if there's something that I say that people don't like, at least, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to stay consistent with the caveat, obviously, boom, of uh, new information, education or knowledge being introduced or, or coming to light. Right. Because, that, again, that's that's how we grow. So, um, again, back to the 12th of June, I mentioned in a very subtle way and a polite manner that Chris Lee and additionally Bonnie Ross looking at them and their histories they didn't seem that they were quite up to the task right and and obviously the evidence was in partially of what we saw right and obviously a lot of news was breaking out from various media outlets in terms of what were the potential or ongoings uh, goings on at the student and obviously we know a lot of it was rumor and a lot of it was smoke but um for me you know, looking back now, retrospectively, and it's an easy thing to do, boom, right? It's a very easy thing to do. So let's keep bear that in mind. I, th I think it was an ill-advised appointment and poor judgment maybe all round, putting Halo in the hands of, of someone's background uh, in terms of a production-led one, in terms of Chris's and Bonnie's, and maybe someone else should have been in charge. But, okay, we can't fix that right now. I believe that I believe that would have been Barney, uh, Barney, Bonnie Ross's, uh, not Barney Ross, sorry, I'm thinking of the Flintstones. Um, Bonnie Ross's um, call to replace herself with someone else she clearly felt she could manage in Chris, in, Chris uh, in, in this instance, and knew what to expect, and fundamentally someone she could control with no surprises. I'm, I'm not coming at this as, Bar uh, as, from, uh, as having a go at Bonnie Ross. You have to understand, as Archimedes said, her position in the company. And a lot of people at that level, uh, boom, are quite ruthless, right? Um, and quite mercenary, and, and I've seen it across lots yeah. of corporations. So absolutely, so, absolutely, this is, this is something very, very true. Um, we we don't. It's, it's nobody fact, in yeah. this position is there because she, she or he isn't ruthless. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Archimedes. I, I, I really appreciate that. I, actually, you don't realize how much I appreciate it because when I talk about this stuff, people just want to put me down. But anyway, so. So in this instance, uh, you know, the idiom of, uh, you know, the jokes on news is pretty apt, right, in this instance, because it hasn't worked out for Bonnie. Chris, Chris Lee, for me, uh, boom, when you look at the plethora of studios and talent at Xbox, which is undeniable, right, at this stage, right, Chris Lee is not in the same sphere of, of being a studio head, 
head his, his position right now, or indeed uh, a leading creative production and development and say, say to, I don't know, Daryl Gallagher, for example, to be quite honest, this is absolutely no surprise to me. And given a post-mortem, as I said, all this back in July is would have been carried out. And I'm surprised in terms of how long it's actually taken for this to happen. But then again, boom, and something I think Zemi was saying at the beginning, the reason why it's taken this long initially, and, and Archimedes, please feel free to chime in. Normally what happens, if you look at it in a three-month period, boom, is I think that the decision was made back then or prior to then, and a handover has taken place because there's no no way you can take out someone, regardless of the performance of how well or bad that they've done, is take that person out because he still has a knowledge base and information yeah. to pass on to yeah. whoever's going to yeah. take over the studio now. So yeah. a handover would be the most logical thing in my mind in terms of what's happened. So you only have to go back to, say, Chris's LinkedIn page. And, and I'm sure he's an expert in many, many fields. But like you said, boom, <laughs> Halo is akin to marry. It has to be reinvented. It has to reignite um, you know, the passion and the engagement because it is that big. Right. And but reading his bio to understand he, he's worked with Bonnie for a long time and probably, if not, definitely hand, a handpicked successor by her to replace herself while she called and moved up the corporate ladder, so to speak. And as I've already said um, on the, on, um, uh, 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 in terms of his bio, he, he says, I directed a team of 30 producers in creating detailed project planning, uh, supporting 500 developers for consistent. And here's the key on time and on budget delivery of Halo 5 and post-launch releases, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and this is what my fear was back then, um, that Microsoft's production methods, he, he described them to the T back in my day and up until Chris was removed. And I'm, now I'm hoping that with this change, other changes will happen, right? Phil's seen what works and what doesn't seem, right? It is a learning process for them and, and for us, right? So the mantra and mandate Bonnie Ross and many others at Microsoft operate under, um, have, have, some of them, I believe, have failed to learn, grow and adapt. And, and, and to some extent, I would say that there are some outdated methodologies in place that need to be, um, how can I say, uh, addressed, right? I think, I think, I think, um, no one can argue that some of the some of the games at Xbox could have been better and and they would have maybe um, flourished more right if they'd had slightly different uh, or better production ethos or methodologies in place. And again, um, as I said back in July, what I could see that time was that the school of thought at three four three or whoever was managing them is to have you know marketing analytics finance you know, USPs and timelines first and creativity second ethos, right? Which normally leads to a game that looks very generic or, or or for a title that should be blowing the public away. And again, that's subjective. I completely understand that. And I also said at the time, who's the Miyamoto, Ken Levine, Mikami or Corey Barlog or whatever? Because for me, it's not Chris Ross and definitely, Chris Lee and definitely not, uh, not, definitely not Bonnie Ross. So Chris's role is predominantly that and it's an important role. And Archimedes will know this, right? Chris's role was fundamental because he is yeah. the pivot, predominantly that of managing the studio, the project, expectations, quality, and communicate everything, good, bad, and ugly, to corporate management and stakeholders. And whatever, and then whatever's coming back from management, being able to translate that back into development language, language so that the team can understand. And, and, and we can look at it now and say, he failed. Right, we, we know that, right? But that's not, the, that's not obviously the, the main point. At the time, I think, and, and I remember you also discussing this with a few F-bombs, <laughs> boom, with about Bonnie, Bonnie Ross to be removed, but she is smart and corporately savvy. I'll give her that, right? 
She's too high profile right now as a corporate vice president at Microsoft and head of Halo. It's, it's, it's too much of a shakeup, I think. I think the longer term, someone like Daryl Gallagher may be a better fit as one of Phil's right-hand men, right, in this, in this current um, evolution of, of where Microsoft is going in terms of acquisitions, developing games, and what we want to see as gamers. Um, back in July, I said Phil is doing great things, and we knew that. We knew Game Pass was on there. We knew xCloud was a thing. We knew the Series X had the most powerful um, uh, the power narrative and so on and so forth. However, I also said that, uh, boom, that going forward, he needs to be more creatively ruthless, right? Um, and Harry Callahan once said, I think, as a man's got to know his limitation. I think Phil needs to look, address the limitations of some of his management. And Chris Lee, uh, for a good right... We don't know, as I think Zemi and, and uh, Mr. Badbit said, we don't know exactly what's happened. This is just my take on it. But I think he's just a token sacrifice at the moment. Um, I, I'm concerned that uh, longer term, that developers allowed to, not just at Microsoft, but other places as well, there, you know, some of them are forced to sort of develop games on their knees rather than being in an uplifted manner, right? So, and I don't want to go come back here in five months quoting everything I've said today, Halo the IP boom, I think that can be revived and evolved by innovators. Definitely not by a mass marketing and production cookie cows, cookie style sort of cutter, cookie cutter style studio that has been created at 343. So I think that needs to change. And with Joseph Staten, is it? Um, I hope he's going, and I said this again, I hope he's allowed to reshape things and he has the trust of Phil. And, and I think everybody here on the panel, the chat, and all Halo fans very much hope so that that's the case. So that's what my take is, boom. Very well said. Very well said, dude. Very well spoken. Very well broken down. But, you know, I, I, I want to catch up on some, some of the Super Chats, but I'll do that in a second. You know, I want to go to 3-Bit because 3-Bit, if you don't know, he deals with production schedules. He deals with having to have certain expectations for his job done you know uh, three bit when you hear everyone talking and folks we're going to move on in a second i know there's a couple of people that are just saying that this is boring well look I i'll say this i'm not going to shout anybody if you think this is boring i got news for you there are a boatload of other great content creators you can quit this show give me the big f you and unsubscribe uh, this is a conversation I think is worthy of a real fan, which I am, and everyone on this on on this uh, panel is, and I think that is relevant. It's a relevant conversation because this just happened. This didn't happen three weeks ago, and we're kind of just digging for for topics. We're gonna get we're gonna get to the uh, you know a few other ones before we get on out of here. We still have a, over an hour of, of podcasting to go. Like I said, if you're enjoying it, great. If you're not, hit the thumb the thumbs down button and just and bounce. That's all I can tell you. But three bit you've heard everyone right i don't think anyone not one person including myself has been finger pointy i think that we are frustrated i think that we want better i think we deserve better especially if you're someone that is going to go out and buy a 500 and 300 um uh you know co console in a couple of weeks uh and invest in the in, in the you know the you know the, the new era for the xbox platform what, what are your takes on this it is is the top meaning Bonnie Ross really to blame for all of the trouble going on with this game. Yeah. Um, everybody had really good points and uh, I was just sitting there listening to um, what everybody was saying. And it all comes from uh, a basis of you guys all loving Halo. <laughs> like I love Halo, VJ, Archimedes, Mr. Bad Bits. I mean, we all love Halo. Um, 
the reason why I'm even in the industry to begin with is because I love Halo. I I um started making like Halo machinimas when I was like 10 years old or or 11 and um and then I went on to really playing Halo 1 uh competitively moving to Halo 2 and stuff. So I I have like a really deep passion for Halo. So if we're being critical of it, it's just because we want it to be to be better. That's the basis of what you can you guys can get out of this conversation. Um, now that being said, I do know um, based on people uh, friends that do work at three four three, the management has always been pretty terrible. Um, the problems seem to be amped up because of the new slip space engine, and it seems like that thing is causing some build issues. Um, because of their code base and, and their heavy use on contractors, um, <clears throat> and despite all that, I'm I'm frankly optimistic. Uh, I have a feeling the director of the studio stepped down due to Joseph Staten um, not just quote unquote helping patch things up with the campaign. He's probably there writing the ship and taking a bigger role than we all previously thought. That's my theory anyway, um, which leaves little room for Chris, who was the director on the campaign. Um, so it, it really seems like Microsoft is not playing around and just wants this game to be good or, or Bonnie Ross or whoever is in charge of this decision. And 343, three, um, they can be pretty incompetent sometimes. And and listen, Joseph Staten, the new lead on the story is amazing. Uh, I'm glad he's back in. He, he's written not only Halo 1, 2, 3, Reach, and ODST, he also wrote a lot of the Halo novels. And, yes, and, yes, and, he um, did. And all those Halos just so happened to be the ones respected critically, right? So he was the creative director for Sunset Overdrive, Quantum Break, and even Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> he was the creative director on. So I, I think people just need to be outspoken about potential issues because, hey, it looks like we'll be getting a more polished experience because of people pointing it out. So, um, that's all it is. We're, we're at the end of the day. I, I think Halo will be great. Um, I'm optimistic about it, um, but I, I do think it needs to be said that there, there, there is potential management issues, not just based on what we've seen um, in the past with three four three, but based on my own sources and just sort of like you know just just putting it together. Um, so, either way, um, I'm in for it. Like, you know, like in we all are. Yeah, we cannot <laughs> wait. We cannot wait to play. And see, that's the thing. We all want Infinite to be great because yeah. we want to attack it from both perspectives. I think there isn't a person on this panel that isn't going to run headfirst into Halo single player. And during that same day, take a break to say, I, ha I have to try multiplayer now. now. I have to get in. And even if I get decimated, I have to see. And then you're going to bounce back and forth. That is what being a Halo fan is all about. Not exactly. just playing it for the one or the other. If you are, and again, I, I'm not going to say you're not a true fan, but I'm saying that most diehard Halo fans go into this each game with the mentality that they're going to spend a significant time with the Master Chief and then they're going to go into multiplayer and that's what we all want. We all want to be excited about the next Master Chief adventure. We understand that this is going to be a 10-year plan where they're going to keep adding to the game and keep telling amazing stories and thank goodness for Joseph Staten to be back and hopefully he's going to 
again, right this wrong. But real quick, let me catch up with some of these super chats, and we're going to get into a little bit of the medium talk, uh, which is um, it should be fun. We have a two dollar super chat from the P one five five three D. He says, um, "We'll wait as long as it takes other great games," and that's and that's fine. Yeah. You're absolutely you're absolutely correct in saying that because there is a ton. Eagles fan seventy six, a very generous friend of the show, drops an outstanding five dollar super chat and says, "Boom." It's obvious that there is uh, – okay, he says, boom, it's obvious that it that it is the story because they were taking uh, – they were talking releasing multiplayer first. Mm. This has gone beyond the $500 million. This is sa- sabotage – to sabotage their launch. I'm not sure what you mean by that, but I, I don't necessarily think it's a sabotage. I, th- I think it's, it's just – issues that they need to address and and they're doing that we have um um, black ronin drops a very generous ten dollars super chat says outside of the graphics which were meh this is real uh, this is really nothing crackdown Mm. has had these issues and bull and bulls have nothing to say i feel like uh, it's because it's xbox that there's more criticism yeah you know you may be right to some extent but it's halo you know what I'm saying? It's not Crackdown. This is Halo. So I think that we are being maybe even over a little critical because it's one of the three pillars. It's it's part of the trinity. You know, it's the same thing of talking about Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. If one messes up, you're like, wow, how could they mess up a, you know, Superman? It's, it's one of the flagship franchises. Same well, thing for and, Halo. And I think we're being critical as well because they have had a very, very rocky history with the Halo franchise, starting with Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know. Well, I think maybe didn't Halo Four come out before Master Chief Collection? I, I think maybe mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Well, Halo anyway, Four did come anyway. out before. Yeah, it was in on, on the three sixty. Yeah, so, yes. so, so the last three Halo games have just not hit the mark. I mean, some people really liked it, and some people really did not like it for certain reasons. And I think that that also adds in. Of course, it's Halo. It has the, the this very very large emotional connection with a lot of us um but but you know 343's you know track record so far with the Halo franchise has not been the greatest and i and i think that also adds uh to to why we're 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 concerned and we're being you know critical yeah no, i i absolutely and i agree well, well well said uh we have a pixel bit g very generous friend of the show he drops Another two dollars super chat says it dampers no hype for real fans. Indeed, it does it. We're all still going to be very excited when Halo finally releases. And again, I hope, I'm really hoping that they take their time, they get it right, and it and they and it does coincide with the 20th anniversary. It would be a really big deal for the community, more more specifically for the X uh, for the uh, franchise to come out. Uh, with uh, you know a, to, a, a soft reboot, if you will, and yeah. uh, and while celebrating the 20th anniversary of the franchise, which is November 15th of 2021, it would be epic. And then again, this delay—we're not even talking about it. Uh, we also have um, Smokey drops. Oh, Smokey is a new channel member. Hey, Smokey, thank you so much for joining 
the uh, the channel. Definitely super appreciate that. We have Ant uh, Antoine Williams drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, do you think Flight Simulator will be day one? No, I do not. I Unfortunately, that's probably going to be in the launch window. Hopefully, they can get that in the launch window, which is three months after the launch of the console. We have Frank White with a very generous $5 super chat and says, love the show, not just because you're an, uh, you're an Xbox show, but because you're a gaming show. Keep up the great job. Ah, dude, thank you so much for the very nice compliment. Definitely appreciate that. And, of course, appreciate your generosity. We have Black Ronin drops another very generous $5 super chat and says, Rockstar does open world all the time. This is 343, their first time. That said, there has to be something going on. Indeed, I, I definitely agree. That we, and I think we're all, um, we can all agree that there is something going on, and that's going to be fixed. Pixelbit G drops another additional $5 Super Chat, and he says this. If you look at the game, the issue is with the engine more than anything else. Had there not been a lack of light and pop-in, the game would look dope. Yeah, I mean, again, I thought the game looked good. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not I'm not hating on the game. I, I would play that game. I just think that people want more for their $500 console. That's all. Um, K. Asante drops a very generous, and he's a generous um, uh, donor to this channel. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, Great conversation panel. Just join now. Have you all heard about Far Cry 6 and Rainbow Six being delayed until April 2021? No, yep. I did not. Uh, so that sucks. Uh, Smitty, uh, with Reggie Mobile 9, very generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, Y'all are shooting from uh, the logo today. Uh, shooting from the logo today. Boom. Great and informative episode today. Great panels always. Well, thank you, dude. Super appreciate the vote of confidence. Smitty Smith bringing us back to church once again. And he says this after dropping an additional $5 super chat. This panel is absolutely on fire with fantastic thoughts and great insight. Thank you. Well, no, thank you, brother. Re Reggie Mobile drops another outstanding $5 super chat and says, one reason Xbox has improved uh, and became a great and became a, a, the great consumer friendly brand is its second day. Uh, it, it, it is cause of its criticism. It's received. Keep challenging them. Boom. Yeah. You know, you thank you. Thank you for that. I definitely appreciate it. If you, if, if you don't admit there's a problem, then that becomes a problem in itself. Again, I'm not no for, I'm, I'm not, a, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a profit or anything, but I think that's common sense. And we have Stubbs Gaming drops, who's recovering from knee surgery. Hopefully, you're feeling better, mate. He drops an outstanding two dollars super chat and says, "Keep positive and critical views when needed." Boom! Thank you. Oh, thank you, brother. So, listen, let's uh, let's talk about the medium for a second. Now, look, I originally thought this was going to be a launch title. Turns out that it's not, and that's fine. Uh, Bloober Team is making what I think is going to be a game that when it's done and when we're playing it potentially could be one of the scariest games we've played in a very long time. Uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, silent Hill, um, audio, uh, director is, uh, is, is a part of this game. It's going to, it, it, it already sounds like silent Hill just based on the trailers we've seen a new trailer has recently released, but that's not the crux of this conversation. And this should be, should not take much time. I just want to get the panel and the chat's opinion. Uh, yeah. This week, we learned that Cyberpunk 2077, the monster, the mammoth, the behemoth, if you will, has been delayed again. Not a problem. Unfortunately, it has now landed in the backyard of the medium releasing on December 10th. 
Now, I've had this. I've had a conversation with King David of the Iron Lords. He feels that um, that that the medium doesn't have to move. That it's in Game Pass and people are going to play it. I disagree. I think that uh, what I was hoping to hear from Bloober Team is that they could move it up, maybe by a week, maybe by two weeks, or move it out of December, mm-hmm. maybe for after Christmas, maybe before. I don't necessarily think. Listen, th- there are some franchises that you can go nose to nose with. You can even fight out of your weight. But there, the ones that you don't challenge, the ones that even Call of Duty would move out of the way of is Grand Theft Auto, The Witcher, and CD Projekt Red's new IP, Cyberpunk 2077. I don't think anyone wants to go toe-to-toe. And the medium, smaller team, Game looks amazing. It's probably going to be in my top 10, just based on what I saw of 2020. And I'm super stoked. My question to the panel, my question to the over 700 people here that will hopefully get us to at least 500 likes before we get out of here. Do you feel that the medium should move out of that date, potentially releasing earlier if possible, because it's gone gold, or potentially later zemi what are your thoughts on this because we know this is the game that you're going to play hmm. i know i can't wait to i see really want to know zemi's thoughts over everyone else's i'm just gonna be real because i know oh. zemi's a huge horror fan he is a huge oh, horror man. fan so, so much so much so much <laughs> um this game's not co-op i don't believe uh no. so zemi will not be participating in any of these uh shenanigans <laughs> you guys are talking about um but i i love the way that medium you know like the medium looks i mean it like it, the graphics are fantastic the story looks so good like whenever we saw that uh I, well i was about to say the e3 trailer it wasn't in the e3 trailer but whenever we saw that trailer i, I think during like uh, one of the xbox shows yeah with, with the man smoking the cigarette it just gave me like the x-file vibes like nobody's business and uh and 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 i absolutely love it i think the story looks amazing and and by God, the the dual reality gameplay looks absolutely incredible, super super unique, and and I, I really think the game looks like a lot of fun. But with that being said, it looks also creepy as hell, and so I'm not gonna ever play it. Um, to 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 get to like the main root of your question though, um, you know, I if I'm not mistaken, uh, which I sometimes am, the medium is a timed exclusive for the Xbox brand, right? It has not yes. been announced again. We we unless they buy them, I don't know. I mean, like I said, gotcha. we, we've been hearing that they're going to come. If right now, it's we don't know if it's but, a but year, it's, not, if it's two years, but it's okay. it's but it, it's, but it's not launching on on the PS5 as well, right? It, it'll no, no, it'll launch in the PS5 before it was delayed in the summer of 2021. If if we live. okay. See so, that. so, so, you know, uh, regardless of that, if it's not launching on the PS5, then it's some form of a timed exclusive. Why do yep. you want any exclusive competing with, you know, well, well, why do you want your personal, you know, timed exclusive competing with a huge, 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 you know, um, game such as Cyberpunk? So I, I, I would say... You know, it, it makes the most sense for Xbox to try to, you know, maybe direct them to, to shift it a week. And it makes the most sense for the game studio to try to shift it a week uh, because it's just going to do better. You know, it doesn't matter if it is in Game Pass. Of course, it being in Game Pass is going to do uh, excellent things for for people, you know, giving the game a try and playing it and being introduced to it because there's no, you know, there's, there's really no barrier uh, or cost barrier to get in other than, you know, your Game Pass subscription that, you know, probably 20 million people already have right um 
but but I if 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 it was me, I would not want to be competing against Cyberpunk, even though it is in Game Pass. Uh, Cyberpunk is going to take a lot of people's attention for a very very you know long time, and I would not want to compete with that um, at all. If if I was them, I would um, you know if they can't push it back or if they can't you know push it you know forward to come out before Cyberpunk, I would at least push it back. Uh, a week at least, possibly two weeks, just to just to have enough breathing room between you know that between themselves for that huge huge release. So I, I would definitely agree with you on this, boom. Yeah, no, absolutely. So let's let's go to Joe. Joe, what do you what do you think about this? I mean, this is I mean again the delay you know of the game. We, we, they said holiday, so it's still going to be in the holiday. Then of course yeah. when we get the we get the the news that that Cyberpunk, the monster, the behemoth, is going to come out on that date. Do you move if you're the medium? Nah, man, I respect my needs. I'm going to go King David on this one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I think this is the ultimate test of what Game Pass is, right? You can launch a game uh, on, on, you know, underneath the, the most popular game this year, most hyped game this year. Excuse me. So uh, it, we can see where that goes. Like, I'm thinking of, um, oh, God, I'm thinking of Wastelands. I'm thinking of uh, Wasteland 3. I'm t- thinking about um, Tell Me Why. Those games that came out and they already, you know, boast how they've had over a million players play that game so no i I think you know they're comfortable the game is different enough and this is a next gen thing so people are going to try it out simply because it's a next gen game um and so no i don't think they do and also just give it a week cyberpunk's gonna delay it again everybody's mad at him so <laughs> you know what you never know you you yeah. you, you, re- you really just don't know Dude, I mean, I, like I, right now like even like devs are like we're not comfortable with this uh but we think we could hit december and i'm like jesus just delay it to yeah 2021 just, just, just say we'll, we'll we'll give you update when we have when we have it that that's what i would do they pull a blizzard sure. for sure i i agree box of bear let's get your opinion on this brother uh the medium uh you know right now it's staying staying put uh and with joe's information about potentially they're not happy at uh, at uh at cd project red I, i'm going to be honest with you from the minute I heard of this delay, I said it's getting delayed another time. I, I think this is moving out of this year. It's already been taken off the uh, off the bracket for Game of the Year for Jeff Keighley's um, event that's happening in December. It doesn't qualify. At this okay. point, just release it in January so it could be properly uh, rated and reviewed uh, without any bugs hitting it. And, and I, I'm, I, listen, I, I'm with everyone. There are so many games to play, especially open world games. Like, I'm going to be knee-deep in um, Assassin's Creed. I was playing Watch Dogs this morning. I'm absolutely it? loving it. I'm going to be honest with you. And they mentioned Dead Sec right out of the gate. So I'm very excited that this is uh, this has um, uh, continuity with uh, 2, which I'm super, super stoked. I love 2. So, and, of course, Spider-Man, Miles Morales on launch day for the PlayStation 5. So uh, I, I can't wait. Yeah. Do you move or do you wait for, for potentially... CD Projekt Red to delay this game again and just stay where you are. <laughs> I'm with Cho on this one. Um, yeah, just leave it there. Um, if you in these day and ages, uh, games that get delayed all the time, and we have seen it with Cyberpunk happening a couple of times now, you never know what happens. And even if they launch on the same day, um, I mean, it's a such it's such a different game, and um, the players that play that game are 
probably a lot, a lot of them are also playing Cyberpunk, but those are definitely more of the hardcore gamers. And for them, it is absolutely okay to have uh, two or three games to play in parallel. Um, I don't think um, it is necessary because they also, uh, delaying that game costs them also a lot of money. You, this is something, uh, yeah, a delay is never free. A delay costs a lot of money. Uh, so, no, I don't think they should do it. I'm happy that Cyberpunk got delayed. I wanted to say, <laughs> say that too. Same here, man. I'm so relieved. I'm oh so relieved. It's such a relief. Yeah, because it was really bugging me. I, I want to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, on 19th, uh, when the PlayStation comes out, um, the same day Cyber uh, Cyberpunk would have launched, um, uh, along with Spider-Man. And I want to play something on my PlayStation as well. And that's going to be Spider-Man. And I now, ha now have a little bit of time for that. I want to play the Falconer. Um, yeah, all these games, um, I also bought Watch Dogs. I probably won't have finished that by the time the, con the, the, the Xbox comes out. So um, it gives me room to breathe. I'm happy for that. I would also be okay if Cyberpunk got delayed even further. And then they finally get that um, Xbox uh, and PlayStation enhancement patch ready. Because the game is still supposed to launch without the enhancement patch. Um, yeah. So I, if I were in charge of the medium, I would just leave it there. Either it gets delayed or not. Um, I don't think it's a big deal. Okay, that's that very very fair. Uh, VJ, let's let's bring you to the conversation. The medium is expected to uh, do well on the Xbox Series X. Uh, it is a new IP. Uh, it's it's exclusive for the Series X and S. <coughs> Uh, it does fall into the launch window, quote unquote, and um, it is going up against a behemoth. Uh, yeah. For you, do you agree with me? Uh, and I don't expect you to. Do you think sure. that it's a game that it, it, that because it's a new IP, because it's different <coughs> from Cyberpunk, and that it's a horror-based title, that it should just stay in the lane that it's in and just challenge Cyberpunk uh, on the, on December tenth? Um, boom, just before I answer your question, um, I've had to connect via um, a hotspot. So if it cuts out, I'm, I'm really sorry. No, um, don't worry about it, brother. You're good. You're good. Don't yeah. sweat it. Just in case you go hunting for me in the woods. <laughs> so, um, if, if you've been gaming as long as we have, uh, boom, and I know we're a similar age, and I know we've got a, quite a few youngsters on the panel, um, then you're excited for every new IP, every creation, and every invention on offer. Um, I think that's a given. The, the issue today, or, or can I say the pleasure today, is that we're in an age where the internet can be a brilliant and an amazing tool to be, op to be able to open doors and access knowledge in a heartbeat. And, and in turn, video games offer us a sea of, um, I don't know, unimaginable depth, exploration, experiences that, that engage our uh, imaginations and um, lock in our cerebral cortexes, so to speak. Um, let's assume... <clears throat> Um, both games release on December 10th, which I think is the current date. And please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, no, you're um, right. You're correct. December 10th. Uh, however, we, we all know, and uh, the panel's alluded to this, that uh, game development and delays go hand in hand. And delays have been more commonplace in recent years than ever before, than I can recall. And that's even before factoring in the debilitating and life-altering pandemic and the complications that that in itself has been causing. So I don't intend to take... <clears throat> well, I haven't been taking release dates for granted, uh, boom, uh, quite, you know, in, in light of what's been happening. Um, yesterday evening, I spoke, spoke extensively uh, beyond my five-minute limit um, about Cyberpunk yesterday, explaining what most probably occurred and why. 
um, in, in great detail. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 is a $60 game. And the medium is, again, please correct me if I'm wrong, is a free-to-play um, game in Game Pass on day in date, albeit via an amazing deal, you know, in the guise of Game Pass. For me personally, um, Boom, it does not make a difference because I'm going to play both and experience okay. both. Nice. Because because of the premise that they both offer, they're, they're so unique. And this is why I opened with, well, my opening comments. So I hope, I hope I'm, I'm alluding to those basically. Look, I, you, you know, you know, Boom, and I don't know if anybody else knows. Look, I lived in Warsaw for a year and uh, I won't say what I did over there, but, and it's just amazing. Both games have been developed in Poland. I'm really happy from a personal perspective that these two Polish developers and everybody that's working on these games are able to say to them, to each other and the generations ahead of them and their families that they were able to aid the launch of Microsoft's Xbox Series X in 2020. And it's not something that everybody can say. I, I've worked on launch titles and I know the feeling of being able to do that on across several platforms. It's an amazing feeling boom. There's nothing quite like it. It's like scoring a goal, scoring a touchdown. It's, it's an incredible feeling. Um, I'm not sure when people can fly Outriders is due out, but there's yet another Polish developer. For yeah, that, that was been de- that's been delayed to 2021. That's can I, just, I have a question. You just left a tidbit in there, VJ. I'm not answering. You're in Warsaw for a year. You can't tell us why. Okay, I'll just finish my question and maybe we can chat offline. But the, the medium, <clears throat> uh, boom, just to talk about the medium a little bit, if I may, um, is a, for me, it's a smart, intriguing, and interesting new IP surrounding and surfacing around the launch of the new Xbox consoles. It's a game that I believe has warranted focus. And with many, many titles falling by the wayside, it seems like the one consistent boom. And I have to say, you've been very consistent about this game. And um, <clears throat> and with con- and with focus, often comes pressure to perform and reach varying heights of anticipation. Because again, video games uh, as a <clears throat> as a um, as a as a as a form of media is, is subjective, right? Um, we're in a situation. My only fear is that we're in a situation of focusing on this exclusive and raising our proverbial sort of expectations and maybe setting the bar really high. And if the medium kind of falls short of that, or and it may fall short, may fall short for some, and it may even exceed expectations of others, right? Um, and I, I saw what happened to people can fly. Um, before Outriders with EA, with Epic, right? And I don't want them to fall into that category because they still are a young developer. And I'm really looking forward to enjoying their game and supporting the studio via Game Pass since it will contribute. And this goes for everybody in the chat, on the panel, and anybody else that's going to eventually listen because however much support we give them will contribute to their revenues and future growth as a studio and and how they mature and the investment that's given to them. And um, and I'm really hoping that, um, yeah, we can all at least give it a go, even if we're not interested. And for those that are, then um, I hope we have a whale of a time. And, uh, yeah, and a Merry Christmas. So that's my take on it, Boom. I hope, I hope that's helpful. Yeah, no, it was very helpful. Uh, the fantastic point, as always. Uh, Three-bit for you. Obviously, the medium is is uh, actually someone wrote in the chat. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Someone wrote in the chat that this is on. This is one of the uh, the not only but one of the big true true next gen titles. 
uh, taking advantage of the new hardware. It's an important game to Microsoft. It's an important uh, uh, important game to Bloober team. For you, I mean, we all want to see this game succeed. We want to see it get the most press possible. Do you move out of December 10th or you do you challenge Cyberpunk and just go toe-to-toe? Oh, man. I, I had a... Uh a stance on this and then i heard people's opinion <laughs> and now you change your mind <laughs> um I, I, I don't know i'm kind of conflicted on it um I, I would say i would say if i wanted to perform well and let my game shine i wouldn't want to launch next to cyberpunk and um i honestly think um it, I, I do think it does benefit a lot from game pass because benef- what is game pass right people try out games that they normally wouldn't have tried by having game pass so i do think that that is a benefit but you also have to take into account of the people who don't have game pass but have xbox live and i think with that in mind um there's people who would be like oh the medium's coming out oh cyberpunk is coming out i heard that you know so i i do think that is a thing um but yeah i'm i'm Personally, I'm excited to try out both games. I'm I'm interested in the medium because it looks pretty unique and cyberpunk. Looks like it'll take most of my time. What I am interested in is if this the frame rates in, in Cyberpunk uh, are unlocked for the Xbox One, because that will mean amazing performance for the Series X as we've seen. Uh, we know the next gen patch is coming later, but uh, if the resolution is dynamic and the frame rates are unlocked, that would be amazing news for people getting the game on the Series X. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the medium. I do think um, it's it it can be pretty bad launching next to um, Cyberpunk just because of how massive Cyberpunk is, and and we we've seen before. It's not like we haven't seen before where these large games will release right next to like a smaller game and, and then people just forget about the smaller game um that's happened before so um not to say it'll necessarily happen here but um yeah yeah i think that's my stance on it <laughs> i think well, I, mean, I, I, make, I mean listen you you make a lot you make a lot of sense everyone made a lot of sense and i'm going to be honest with you uh, I'm I'm in the the realm where I kind of might have moved my stance listening to everyone. Now, granted, I don't want to see this game moved into 2021. That I do not want to see. What I was hoping for as a fan, as someone that was had this as one of my most anticipated games of 2020, uh, that it was moved up potentially two weeks. Uh, that would be amazing. You know, get out of the way of Cyberpunk, but also. Give it to your fans, even if it's only a week early. Let's say they, they December third, they release it. Uh, which, of course, you know you have you have um, um, the uh, the Ubisoft uh, Phoenix Rising coming out. But I I think that even that's a new IP. I think that Bloober Team's medium could go up against that more speci- more so than Cyberpunk. But then again, I hear everyone saying that you know people aren't going to forget about the medium just because of Cyberpunk. So it was a good good conversation. But what I want to do is I want to get again this is this is the uh, next big topic. And folks, again, I write these shows. I spent hours and hours and hours at night writing these shows. And the entire show that we're go- that we're doing today is completely different than the 5,000 word show that I wrote, which is because there's just so much news. And I have to talk about this. I know people have been talking about it in the chat with over 700 people here. This is the story you've been waiting for. And that is the explosive article. 
from both Andrew Gossen, technical fellow, and Jason Ronald, director of program management on the Xbox Series X and S. Uh, they wrote an, uh, an article on Xbox Wire earlier this week that shook the industry to its core. And now we have a closer look on how the Xbox Series X and S integrates full AMD RDNA 2 architecture. So I, what I did is I pulled directly from their article. I'm going to read the first two paragraphs. Though so what I did, it's a very long article. In fact, it's very, very good. Uh, I added it into the show notes. Uh, so once this lo loads up on YouTube, the article is where, where it says source articles. All you have to do is click that. The article is going to pop right up if you want to read it. But this is what they had to say. We here at Team Xbox would like to congratulate and celebrate our amazing partners at AMD on today's announcement of the Radeon RX 6000 series of RDNA 2 GPUs. It was incredible to see AMD demonstrate the power and the potential that the new AMD RDNA 2 architecture can deliver to gamers around the globe. AMD continues to be an industry leader in CPU and GPU innovations, bringing next generation capabilities to the PC console and cloud. This is where the article gets really, really good. They go on to say the long-term strategic relationship between Xbox and AMD over the past 15 years, beginning with the Xbox 360 is at the heart of the Xbox series X and Xbox series S. With the upcoming launch of the Xbox Series X and S on November 10th, together we are ushering in the next generation of gaming, de uh, gaming delivering a level of power, performance, and capability never before seen in console gaming, powered by AMD's latest Zen 2 and RDNA architecture. Now, this is where it gets good, folks. Xbox Series X and S are the only next generation consoles with full hardware support of all RDNA 2 capabilities and AMD showcased that for everyone to see today. Now, this is where we get into it. Now look, as someone who's n relatively new to covering the news, I've all, I haven't even, November 3rd makes three years that I'm on YouTube. And the first year was just like everyone else, you made videos and you hope someone would give a shit to, to watch them. And then I started producing my own content, and I got into this four show things a week kind of a thing. And I love it. The pressure of having to perform is what drives me. Uh, making sure that these, these shows are fun and interesting is what drives me to not only be a better content creator, but someone that wants to cover topics that are extremely relevant. And I believe what we've done today are just that. But, you know, if we, if we hearken back to... Take any generation. Take the Xbox 360 versus the PS3. Take the Nintendo 64 versus whatever. You know, whatever you want to throw in there. The PlayStation 1. Power has and will always be the crux of the conversation for many. Especially when you're talking about the PC Master Race. Who has for years led the charge and held the crown when it comes to power because of what is available to them where they could literally plug and play anything they want into their rigs. Microsoft has done something unlike anything that they have not only done before, but more importantly, unlike anything anyone 
has done before. And having RDNA 2 fully functional in the Series X and S is a feat of marvel. And it's exciting, and I cannot wait to get these consoles home because I'm buying both. I'm, one's going into the bedroom, and the X is going out here in the, in the living room where I game mostly. And I that's how much I love Xbox. Like I wanted both consoles. I wanted to buy both and support Microsoft, so I bought both. Uh, and I, and that and that's, and that's because they're both technical marvels that I cannot wait to use both. Uh, you know, Zemi, I, I want to go to you first on this. Now, this was a powerful article, and this was written with class and distinction. And and you know, we've heard from Jason Ronald before, and the guy, man, he is as smart as a uh, as you can possibly want. You know, being in charge of making these consoles as powerful as they are. Now, obviously, it's not just Jason Ronald. It's a whole team over at Redmond. But he is, you know, the spokesperson for that team. And he does it very, very well. When you hear that RDNA 2 is being used to its best potential in the Series X and the less powerful S, how excited are you for this hardware that releases in under two weeks? Very excited. Um, and, and, and you know, I hate to shift it like this, but I am so, so excited for what AMD has been able to do because it wasn't so far ago that, you know, they, they were, you know, the cheapest, you know, manufacturers kind of PC components, at least like mainstream PC components that people would make builds to play games with and stuff like that. But they were they were always significantly underpowered by Intel for their CPUs and Nvidia for their graphics cards. And and, you know, in, in some ways, I kind of relate, you know, what AMD has done in their industry very closely to what Xbox has kind of done in, in you know, in its industry using innovation um, to to, you know, to in some ways kind of become the top dog. I mean, uh, AMD is just like they, they've they keep just blowing us out of the water with the new, you know, PC components that they continue to come out with. And, and I absolutely adore AMD for that. Uh, but as, as far as R and D uh, or uh, R DNA uh, two in the Xbox console, you know, I mean, this is a very historical moment. Like it mentions in the article, you know, this is really the first time that consoles are kind of somewhat on an even playing ground uh, with PC. Of course you can still, get more out of a PC than you can, you know, an Xbox console, but it's going to cost you a heck of a lot of money. It's going to cost you a heck of a lot of money just to get the same power as this $500 console. It's going to cost you even more to, to surpass that, of course. And, you know, what really just kind of excites me is, of course, yeah, 4K gaming, more frame rates. Uh, but, but really, I, you know, faster load times with these SSDs, it's exciting. But, I think what is the most exciting part uh, about this, at least to me, is, you know, this this move uh, that, you know, both these companies are doing and PlayStation's doing it. You know, it's a little bit un, you know less powerful than the Xbox, you know, but but what really excites me about this is that this is going to enable developers to do things that they never previously would because they 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 always had to to make sure that well most of them had to make sure that their games were playable on on the older hardware that these consoles were running but now that's not really going to be an issue so the amount of innovation and gameplay 
and design that we're going to see from next gen console or from next gen games, I think is going to be incredible. And, and out of all of the things, you know, from the hardware, I think what excites me the most is the possibility that these game developers have to craft these new worlds and these interesting gameplay elements. Uh, that, that honestly is, is, you know, what, what excites me the most. And, and it's just things that I don't even, I can't even imagine. Right. Um, of course, you know, there's going to, you know, there's going to be changes, uh, for instance, you know, we've all played like Gears of War or uh, Tomb Raider where we're, you know, sliding through like the cave as the game is loading, uh, you know, the background environments. And, and of course, that, you know, potentially, you know, is going to change because, it, you know, these SSDs can just load everything automatically. So you don't have to go through that short, you know, kind of loading screen where you're crawling through a cave. But there, I think there's going to be even more than that. I think that gameplay is really, you know, can be shifted a lot to accommodate, you know, the new power of these, uh, of, you know, of, of the hardware. And that, that honestly is what really kind of just excites me the most. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I'm excited, you know, for reduced load times, uh, you know, improved graphics and all that different stuff. But I'm really, really excited to see where, you know, creatively developers can, you know, change these games and do the things that they dreamed about doing, but were never able to do previously because because of the restrictions uh, that consoles had on on hardware. Yeah, I mean, listen, there is a lot to get excited about. Uh, and uh, listen, I, I'm thrilled to be able to say that not only do I have the, both of those consoles pre-ordered and locked in, mm -hmm. I got my PlayStation 5 and that, you, not a lot of people can't lucky. say that lucky yes very indeed indeed very lucky but i also got on the line very early and waited for a very long time to make sure that that happened but listen i mean that's what being a fan's all about Let, let's uh yep. joe let's bring joe into the conversation joe listen i see some people more specifically i don't know Kratopsy, i think his, his name is or the, i'm not sure if you pronounce it i don't know what that dude's malfunction is i'm gonna be honest with you um, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> I, I don't know who he is either. I, I've never seen him in the chat. Apparently, he's very triggered by my excitement. He's even said something that I, I, I said something to the effect that I have trouble saying words. Well, sometimes as a host, you you know you you have a brain fart. That happens. You know, the look, English I, 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 language I, is so difficult. Like you guys don't even know. Well, I'll say so this: if, if you if you are triggered. Uh, Kratospi or whatever the, whatever the fuck your name is, if you are not enjoying <laughs> the uh, program, I can just say step <laughs> off. Step off and just hit the thumbs down button and just unsubscribe because don't be a dick here. Because what I'll do is another comment from you, I'm just going to ban you. That's it. So, uh, so Mr. Bad Bit, listen, yeah. no, one is, no one is here finger pointing at the PlayStation 5. What we are doing and what I'm attempting to do is celebrate what the Xbox team has been able to do with the Series X and the Series S. And we have confirmation that RDNA 2 is, in fact, a big part of their journey. And it's great to hear them come out and confirm that their, their design, their, their trophies, if you will, for the next generation start of Xbox are using a new technology, and no one else is doing that right now. Yeah. Uh, this is all so <laughs> first off, words are hard. Okay. When you're hosting a show, you're moderating, you're checking the chat, reading, you know, the, the super chats. God forbid you're gonna have a you know a stutter here or there or, or, or a misspeak, or even what I did right there, right? Like, is that stutter? Yeah. So it happens. 
All right, um, we're not, we're not. Listen, we're we're not on podiums talking to big crowds. Ever. You know, this is what it is. We're trying our best here, gang. Gosh, dang, that's that's a million. Like, yes, stop. Wait, no, no, don't, don't even, don't even waste any more time. And that guy's a All troll. Right, wait, you know what? Yeah, I'm that done. guy's a troll. Yeah. Don't even. Sweat I'm it. done, Mister Mean Person. Um, so I want to bring up a tweet that Dealer said because, real talk, I don't, I actually don't know much of Dealer, um, but and I don't know much of tech, but. Dealer seems like he knows. Both he's of he's he's one of the he's he's the guy that I tune into to to get yeah. tech because he knows his stuff. And, and and that's that's the impression I'm getting. And he's been right, I believe, since March on these things. Of like, listen, you know, I'll just read the tweet. This is what I mean by Series X having all the features of RDNA two in addition to the IPC improvements of new architecture. This is also where RDNA 1.5 comes from for PlayStation 5. Not full RDNA 2, according to this. Both will be amazing, both highly custom. I, I see a lot of like, PlayStation fans going, well, actually, sir, uh, our thing is RDNA 2, mm, it's custom, and you wouldn't... Have... Listen, take the L, it's fine. We obviously know the PlayStation 5 is nowhere near as powerful as the Xbox Series X. It's fine. It's great. Don't worry. You're going to get games still. Everyone. You're going to have amazing first party games just like you had yeah. on the PlayStation 4. It's going to be it's going to be great. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't, you're sweating the small stuff here. It's so, like for me it's it, this is awesome. This really goes to show Xbox really wanted to go the extra mile and it seems like they really have in terms of tech in terms of backwards compatibility and what this really does spell is that when you're getting an Xbox Series X and this may, I don't know, I may have found offense some here by saying this. You, when you're getting a Series X, you're getting a pretty much at this point a PC, yeah, right? Like, mm -hmm. like the, the, the cross gen between Xbox, the ecosystems rather, uh, between Xbox and PC, those boundaries are collapsing, and this really does help bridge those divides so that it's it's awesome that microsoft says listen let us try to bring our ecosystem together give you uh, options of having the most powerful uh, uh uh box around while giving you the alternative of having that cheaper box because everybody like even phil spencer says i think we're gonna sell more s's than x's so like that's that's kind of what you want. Xbox is giving you choice. They're giving you power where it counts, and they're they're really not even skipping a skipping a, a dime when it comes to putting this this console out. Whether it's manufacturing, design, or even dude, when you open up the box, it is really impressive. It's cool, and that wastes so much money to do that. Like people don't even understand. Like straight down to the packaging, that costs a lot of money to put yes, that type of production into. Mm -hmm. and they did. Because it's a premium product. And so seeing this here, awesome. Good for you, Xbox fans. Be excited. Cheer for this. This is great. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, and, and, and and well said, as as always, Joe. Well said, as always. Uh, uh, Archimedes, yeah, I, I know that you're I don't think I studied there. You know? No, no, you didn't study. You're good. You're definitely Constance good. should be like, he passes. He passes the test. <laughs> Archimedes, I want to hear your point on this. Let me just catch up on a few of the Super Chats that sure. come in. We have James Anders, who drops a very generous $2 Super Chat and says, good show, everyone. Well, thank you, James. I definitely appreciate you being here. But, of course, thank you for your generosity. We have James, another James, 176, another generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $2 Super Chat and says, word to the wise, don't be a buffoon in the chat. Yes, indeed, because I don't like the curse. 
I don't like to curse. I really don't. I try to run a PG-13 thing, but my God, that bothered me because that was on the line of being a bully. And that's the one thing that I fought against as a New York City police officer, being a youth officer for almost my entire career is bullying. I'm not going to stand that shit then, and I'm certainly not going to stand that, that shit on my own show. So if you're a bully, guess what? This is not the place for you because if you don't get it from me, the, the ninja known as the sheriff is going to get you. Lethal Papa will ban you, and he has full authority to do it. Lethal, I know you're doing a great job, so thank you, brother. As always, we have um, Lake uh, Lakeith. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm probably butchered that name. I'm so sorry. They drop an outstanding two dollars super chance. That is why I love the show. Boomstick runs this. Thank, thank you. I, I definitely appreciate that. And again, I, I, I apologize for the curse. I, I don't like the curse. I really, really don't. But my God, that really gets under my skin because I don't like bullies. And yes, you're entitled to your opinion, but you don't got to be a nutsack about it. Uh, and uh, we have Game Over, who drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, keep telling these haters and fanboys to F off. This one, this is one of the best podcasts on you uh, uh, for Xbox Talk. Thanks, Boom Chat. Well, thanks, dude. That is really awesome of you to say. I definitely appreciate that. But listen, Boxer Bear, you are someone that I turn to for tech because this is why I, I, I push your videos as hard as I do. Besides, you know, being brothers, I, I want to see you succeed. I want to see everybody on this panel succeed. And everyone has been making big strides. But when you hear Jason Ronald come out and, and say to the world that they are taking full advantage of everything that RDNA 2 brings its new console. It's an exciting time. And it's the same price as the PlayStation 5. They could have easily charged 600 bucks. And yes, would people have been upset? Sure. But guess what we, were, we would have all done? Paid $600. No yeah. questions asked because of what you're getting. What are your thoughts on this confirmation from the team at Xbox about RDNA 2? I mean, it's fantastic. Um we have breaking news boom uh oh uh -oh. six got delayed yeah that and, and rainbow six uh yeah. the new one as well uh, yeah yeah i mean that's so, i think we're gonna start seeing that more and more folks yes uh it, it's it's tough times um i just wanted to put it out there because um we've talked about de the delay of halo so long um yeah, it's affecting a lot of games. Um, Cyberpunk, Far Cry 6, and we will see a lot of other games too. Okay, but back to the actual topic. Um, yeah, the RDNA 2 thing is... I mean, it, 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 it's not that they announced something new. Yeah, we, we have known about the features for half a year now, roundabout. Um, but the confirmation that they gave is that... The RDNA 2 architecture in the Xbox is on par with their highest end line on PC. It's the mm -hmm. RDNA 2 architecture, and they're not leaving that uh, anything out. It, it, there was always this rumor circling around that when they finally reveal the RDNA 2 architecture graphic cards, that they will support a couple of features that won't be supported on the Xbox. So uh, to have that confirmation is fantastic that we indeed have our high-end pcs now for 500 bucks in our homes um just amazing if you think about that um and the feature set itself um i've done a video on that about 
two or three weeks, three weeks ago, um, explaining what all these features are. So if anybody's interested, go check it out. Um, the feature set is incredible. It, it opens up so many possibilities um, for developers, but that's also an issue for PC gaming because we know that every P uh, Xbox game um, will come to PC. And I've always said um, the lowest common denominator we have now is the PC space because not every PC will have an RDNA 2 high-end uh, super graphics card in them. Um, but what this does is it equals a little bit out the, the graphic card's advantage of, of NVIDIA and AMD and the console bit plays. And for that, I really hope that the minimum specs on PC will increase in the next couple of years. Um, and if that happens, um, consoles are not left behind because we now have the same feature set, like the high-end PCs. So yeah, all in all, good, uh, good announcement, um, something we should all look forward to because next-gen is going to be awesome. Yeah, and, and, and yes, and it's going to be awesome for everyone. I mean, the, regardless of where you play, and we, we're potentially even going to get a Switch Pro. Now, obviously, I don't know how powerful Nintendo is going to make it, but they don't necessarily <laughs> really need to. Yeah, it's, it's a different ballpark. They yeah, Nintendo in. is really, really driving in their own lane. And, and listen, quite frankly, look, I, I'm running. I don't know if anyone got a chance. I know it's an Xbox show, but you get a, did you get it? Did anyone get a chance? And this is to my Switch brothers and sisters out there. Please, for the love of Jehovah, download the Calamity demo. It's my God. I understand it's a hack and slash, but it looks so good. Oh, my God. I was playing last night, and I was I was amazed. I took, like, 50 pictures. I got a post on uh, on, on Twitter. It looks so good. I cannot really? wait. That, that Yeah, it comes out on the – I think it's the 20th of November. I mean, oh, it, wow. God, all right, let me get my Twitch. Yeah, get, dude, it's <laughs> – oh, my God, it looks so good. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so great points, as always. Let, let's get to VJ. VJ, look – one of the 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 very uh, exciting aspects, uh, besides you know, we're getting new hardware. We're getting three new pieces of hardware in under two weeks. We're getting a PlayStation Five. We're getting two different Xbox Series consoles, and you know, obviously, everyone's excited. But Microsoft really have done outdone themselves this time. They said that they were not going to be beat on price, but more importantly, they said they were not going to take the L on power. Phil Spencer and that team kept up their, their kept their word, kept their promise, and we are seeing revelations unlike anything we've ever seen in gaming. How excited are you to see what they can do with the full workup of RDNA two at Microsoft's, uh, you know? Uh, when, whenever they want to use it for whatever game they're going to use it on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know me long enough, and the panel will also know me <laughs> for quite some time to know that I'm not a technical person by... Um, me either. Not even by a stretch of the truth. <laughs> not, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> not by any stretch of the imagination, boom. Uh, so I apologize for that. And um, it's just that there's so many layers to technology and software. So... Therefore, it's impossible for me to provide sort of anything, anything meaningful or a meaningful insight. What I will say is it's pretty obvious, and we have talked about this on the show before, that Microsoft is being brave, bold, and brazen uh, going into this next generation. And Sony, as ever, 
as a Japanese company primarily. And I know we look to Ryan, but I, I just think that he's a puppet uh, in, in, the, in the whole scheme of things, is that Sony's, as a Japanese company, is, uh, is the, coming into, especially into this next generation, um, their approach is, uh, as ever, conservative, uh, especially in their business planning and approach and making sure that they make money from the hardware within six to eight months of launch or or um, depending on whatever that number is that they forecasted is when they start making a profitability with 8 million, 10 million units. I, I don't think that this is um, Microsoft's uh, business approach. I think their business approach has allowed for a more uh, expensive console. I remember the day uh, when we were discussing on your channel, Boom, in terms of how can Microsoft hit a $400 price point. Um, and I think in retrospect, we should be thinking how the hell have they achieved a $500 price point great point dude great great point right so i do you also know me really well boom that i find the talk of technology interesting but not fundamentally engaging what what drives me towards gaming besides being a great uh, creative and artistic medium that mesmerizes you and brings people together into a fellowship that's what's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the games that can engage you, and you don't have to look any further than our first topic, Halo. Halo is a creation like no other. It's something that smacks you. It's, it's a once in a generation something that smacks you on the forehead, and you never forget about it. It's one of those games that's able to sort of seduce, beguile, and delight and thrill you, almost like, I don't know, like music or paintings, for example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and and I think that Gears and Forza, without a shadow of a doubt, are in that echelon of uh, categorization, if I can put it like that, I can barely pronounce it. The, the, to be, sorry, Boom, my, my thought's gone off on a, on a sidetrack now, and it, the, the talk of music and painting has actually caused a quiver in my sort of personal sea of memories. And, it's <laughs> and we also have a piranha plant that has joined the fight. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, is it the puppet? Is it, is it my piranha plant, Steve? Because I, you said puppet, and I was like, wait, I think I got this little piranha plant here. Might as well put them to good use, you know? It's, so I was walker, walker, walker. It's, called, it's called the quiver in my mind uh, of seeing memories. It's, um, it's casting my back, my mind back to uh, Mario Paint on the Super Nintendo. But <laughs> that's it for me today, Boom, and uh, thank you All right, so well, much. listen, VJ, we, we definitely appreciate uh, all, all the knowledge you bring. I mean, obviously, I'm not a technical fellow, not even not even the stretch of the truth here, folks. I'd be the yeah. first one to be – I I, I – attempted to go to school to learn how to make games and i backed out uh because i don't want to know what the magic is and the same thing with building consoles if you gave me a rig to build you know what i'm gonna hire someone else to do it because good luck with that um also, i like what vj what you said is like how did, how did they get this thing to be 500 bucks that's a, that's that's a great that, point yeah that's that a good thing to be also like 299 yeah don't it's, it's, ask it's, questions don't just let just accept it for what it, it is it's, okay it's it's exactly. fundamentally their business model, you see, um, and, and Phil's alluded to it in so many different ways that I think, uh, look, we're just panel guys, right? But the professional guys out there with Twitter with 50, 60, 100,000 followers with um, YouTube, you know, guys with 100,000 followers and and, um, and IGN, with, this is why I get so frustrated with them. They just report the news. And that's why, boom, I always keep saying to you that this 
this channel and channels like this are so important to get the message out there and uh, deserving of so many more views. Not because we want to be big and famous and all that. It's just to get the facts and the and the information out there so people can take what they think is important or or or, um, or, or correct from us and then make up their own minds. And I just don't think that the media allow for that in any shape, way, or form. And it's so disappointing to see. So anyway, I'll stop there, Boom. I don't want to go off on another. No, no, I definitely. Well, listen, I, you, you, your comments are always welcome to hear, brother. No matter how long or short they are, we definitely appreciate it. But uh, three bit. Why don't you close out today's show with your opinion on this? You know, obviously, you're in a business that uh, that deals not only in product, but you deal in technology, and technology <clears throat> is always moving. Technology always has to be ahead of the curve, and it seems, and it appears, based on what we know. And what we have been now been, uh, you know, uh, been given to us by Jason Ronald and that team, that the Xbox Series X and the S, the, the little brother, the $300 little brother, are going to be using RDNA 2 to its best capability. And that is impressive in itself, especially when you when you match what uh, um, what. Uh, uh, um, uh, oh, my God. What VJ had to say about how did they get this price point? To what it is, it is pretty epic. What What are your thoughts on this uh, and this confirmation from the guy that helped build this console? Yeah, uh, first off, with when, in terms of the pricing, I think it's uh, quite amazing that they were able to get a five hundred dollar console. Uh, if if you, if you try to get the same specs for a PC, it, it would reach a grand to even two grand to yeah. try and get mm -hmm. ray tracing on consoles and. Um, yeah, you know the 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 partnership with AMD trying to get these uh, the manufacturing costs down uh, comparatively to the the market where we 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 get a cost right we get like the five hundred dollars but in terms of what they are actually manufacturing I'm sure it's a slightly different price whether it's more or less I'm actually really interested in um, wh whether they are manufacturing at a loss or if it's actually cheaper than we we uh expect is something uh, i think we'll be studying once these uh consoles come out but uh yeah it's it's amazing that the this consoles is confirmed with full rdna2 features uh at the same price as, as ps5 and, and listen i i think a lot of people don't know what rdna2 fully is um essentially rdna2 package has uh just several features like vrs and mesh shaders and direct machine learning and sampler feedback and all that stuff you guys probably <laughs> like what the heck um but um, <laughs> then go watch well, my well, video <laughs> yeah, well, yeah well over my head for sure <laughs> yeah and and what that does it, it essentially it it increases the performance per watt it increases the performance and efficiency for games it uh rdna2 has ray accelerators for ray tracing in games mm. and it kind of packages all that together within rdna2 um, so the reason why dealer was saying that the PS5 is essentially RDNA one, um, is because Sony simply chose not to go with that feature set. They chose different, uh, they chose a different route essentially. Um, and I'd argue that, uh, because AMD was putting RDNA two together still, it's the reason why it took so long for developers to show gameplay for the series X because the, the kits for RDNA 2 was still being made and Sony had a different approach with their chipset. Um, so if, if you didn't understand anything about what I just said, it, look, all it means is you're, you'll be getting some great ray tracing, amazing lighting techniques and better frame rates with RDNA 2 on the Series X. Um, 
And just to close out, <laughs> um, I think it's it's amazing that people like Dealer and, and Colt has been saying this since March, since like yes. January. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I I I don't want to point this out, but a lot of these content creators um, on the other side was kind of just saying for a whole year that the PlayStation Five is thirteen teraflops. The Xbox is being held back because they're supporting older games, uh, while Sony's dancing in the background with a copy of Miles Morales. Um, or that it's overheating, or the fact that the PS5 is RDNA 2 with RDNA 3 features. And look, at the end of the day, both of these consoles are going to have amazing uh, graphics. They're they're both going to perform very well. Um, but yeah, you just it's just the way it is. I think um, the technology for both of these consoles are very impressive. Um, and at the end of the day, it's it's all about the games, <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, and I I'm I'm interested to seeing where it's gonna go with all these different feature sets because um, I think Archimedes pointed out the fact that um, uh, that PC could be holding <laughs> back, which is such an interesting thing because you know for years PC you know PC master race, um, but uh, I, I think PC needs to raise the minimum spec these consoles which is really interesting um in in order for us to really achieve what we want to achieve for this next gen so um yeah that's that's my opinion i'm 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 really excited for uh this next generation yeah it's going to be great for everybody regardless of whether you play or like most of us we play on everything uh but listen folks it's been a great great two hours two two hours and six minutes into the program hopefully you uh you enjoyed yourself whether you be uh, do, you know mopping your house or doing the wash or just working out or whatever, hopefully you did in fact enjoy today's very very detailed conversation that we had, and we touched on some really big topics. And again, we didn't even get it. We, we didn't even get to one of the original written topics, which is hilarious. But I think that we can bring those back potentially on the Tuesday a special edition episode of the Xbox Factor podcast. And I will be looking for a panel for that because obviously this panel can't be there because they're here on Thursday and that is more than enough. But let's get into the outros. Uh, Zemi, we will start with you first. Uh, First of all, thank you so much for being here as always. Uh, Cannot wait to hear your battle screams. I mean, cries tomorrow in little hope as we uh, we play the newly released... um, uh, I, I, I guess you can call it a scare fest because that's really what it comes down to. I think this is more terror than it was uh, the last game. I, I think that Man of Madon was more like a Scooby-Doo murder mystery kind of a thing where this seems like complete terror. And I mm-hmm. expect you to be yelling and uh, battle crying all the time when we play this game, just based on the early trailers that we saw. Tell everyone where they can not only hear this battle cry tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on your Twitch channel, but where could people reach out to you on Twitter, have a conversation, and, and check out your outstanding YouTube channel? You know, boom, I, I don't think it's okay for me to keep up the charade anymore. You know, this this battle cry charade. Um, guys, there's screams. There there's screams of terror. The screams of terror. There are screams of terror, and, folks. And, so we're just being know, nice I, about it. I feel it. like it is my responsibility to be honest here. And uh yeah, there yeah. Uh I, I'm actually very terrified for tomorrow. 
Um, not really looking forward to it very much. I'm now boom. Once again, you know, the rule still stands. You go through all the doors first. Okay. And you don't leave me. Okay. You've left me a couple of times on that I ship in man of Madon and that can't happen in this upcoming game. Okay. Because this looks awful. This looks like a bad day for Zimmy going forward tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, I do have a YouTube channel. It's called Zimmy Games. Uh, I cover a bunch of gaming topics uh, and I do a bunch of um, uh, tutorial videos for Xbox and also some walkthroughs for uh, for certain games. Uh, I also do gaming news and reviews over on that channel. And I do have a cooking channel that I've all but abandoned and that's called Zimmy Eats. Um, and I'm wanting to get back into it. And on that channel, you can uh, expect... Uh, food reviews and cooking recipe videos and that sort of thing. Um, on Twitter, you can follow me at Zimmy Games. Uh, and I say this during every show. I truly, honestly mean it. Um, I absolutely love interacting with the community. And if you heard something on today's show that I said that you agree with or even something that you disagree with, always feel free to throw me a DM. I love interacting with you guys uh, and having conversations and learning different opinions. I think it really helps shape, uh, you know, personally my own opinion about a lot of different topics. Uh, and I just think it's a great thing to do. Uh, and then I also have, unfortunately, a Twitch channel uh, that's called Zimmy Games, and I will be on it tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with uh, Mr. Boomstick to uh, confront my nightmares and terrors <laughs> and scream a lot. Uh, and if you guys want to watch that, uh, just follow me on Twitter, and I will be uh, tweeting out tomorrow uh, right before we start with a link to join my Twitch. Uh, but yeah, uh, boom, I'm not too excited about tomorrow, but uh, <laughs> just carry me through it. I, I promise I will. And yes, it's Halloween, so I may throw a couple of tricks and treats do your way no, and no. leave you, you remember, uh, in the dust. Do you, do you remember in Man of Madon, whenever I was like walking up to a table with a corpse nearby and I was looking at uh <clears throat> I was looking at something on the table that you told me to, and then like you were like, Oh my god, Zimmy, do not move. The zombie <laughs> Has grabbed your leg, man. I was freaking out. <laughs> yeah, he was. I, 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 I pulled his leg a couple of times just for fun. Um, but Joe, let's let's get you on yes. that here, Joe. Joe, obviously, you have some stuff going on. You rebranded the trophy room. The new intro is incredible. Uh, the work of uh, that gentleman who has worked with me, and and I will be de uh, uh, debuting the new opening for the Xbox Factor podcast on the 10th. That's right. On November 10th, the launch of the Series X means you're going to get a launch of the new trailer, trailer, the new opening, I should say, for this program. It's amazing. I cannot wait to share that with everyone. Uh, tell everyone about where, about what, what the trophy room is. What could people expect when they come there? And where could people follow you, potentially getting you past 2,000 subs? Uh, as I mean 2,000 subs, 2,000 followers on Twitter. On Twitter, you say? Uh, you can't There's see it. I, I, got, I got it. I'm downloading it. It's literally at like 6% battery. I put it in the drawer. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to touch my switches here. And then you tell me this stuff. And now look at this. It's out of the drawer. It pulled me back in. Excellent. Uh, you can follow me. First off, uh, this week is our is our uh, rebrand, and we're rolling everything out this week into next week, where you can ex see some really really cool videos coming uh, coming your way over at the Trophy Room of PlayStation Show on YouTube. Uh, and the subsequent podcast, the Trophy Room of PlayStation podcast, premieres the video version 
on that YouTube channel. You can find the Trophy Room wherever you get your podcast services. It's a podcast made by the players for the players. We're each and every Thursday. Me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. Uh, this week was so much, so much news. It was one of my favorite episodes we've done. We've gotten some terrific feedback on, so please check that out. Again, Trophy Room on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And last but not leastly, and then I'm out of here. Lisa Papa, then you get to mute my mic. Uh, make sure you're following PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Uh, we are doing a Miles Morales giveaway. Nice. We have a pin tweet. You like it, you share it, tag a friend to it, follow us there. You get entered in to win a copy of Miles Morales. Of course, that works for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Nice. Um, and yeah, it helps the show grow, helps the Twitter grow, and all that stuff. So yeah, uh, that said. That's it. That's all I got. No, def- thanks for being here as always. Definitely appreciate that. I love yeah, everybody on this, this whole panel. VJ, and we love you too, Joe. Thank you very much, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you as always, brother. Thank you. And uh, let's let's get uh, Archimedes. Archimedes, you you've you've been putting out some absolutely outstanding content, and your your videos not only are getting better, but the production value has gone through the roof. I see why they take you eight hours to do. There's no doubt about that. Tell everyone <laughs> where they can check out your outstanding content. But more importantly, follow you on all forms of social media. Yeah, well, thank you so much for the compliment. And thanks for having me on the show. It was, as always, a pleasure uh, with all of you. Um, yeah, you can find my channel, which has surpassed a, a fantastic milestone this week with 2,000. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really happy about that. And I want to take the opportunity to thank everyone who subscribed to the channel already um, and supported me there. Um, it's It's been a fantastic journey this year um, leading up to the launch. And yeah, with the, the new consoles coming, I got a lot of fantastic videos planned, or I hope at least that they turn out fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and if you're interested in my kind of content, um, check out my channel at Boxenberger. It's uh, not a news channel per se. It's more a commentary uh, video game channel. I upload one or two videos per week where I discuss a certain topic of the video game industry. Um, I sometimes got the comments that uh, people enjoy my content because it's uh, I talk about different stuff than the other channels. So... Yeah, definitely check that out. And you can also find me on Twitter, Xbox Live, uh, PlayStation Network, at Boxenberger, everywhere. And just hit me up and let's talk games. Yeah, well, listen, dude, like I said, just keep doing what you're doing, brother. The production value, uh, the technical prowess that you're bringing to each one of your videos has increased. uh, And... uh, and we're all looking forward Thank to you. seeing your career blossom. I think you got a, some big, big, big things ahead of you. And I'm glad. I'm glad that you made your start here. I, I, I'm proud to say that, that uh, this small, true. this this small channel has uh, been able to help so many. And 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 that's what we want to continue to do. That's what's important to me. It's not so. Everyone knows who Boomstick is. That's not the point of these shows. The point is not only to talk about games, but promote the people that take the time to be here. And I'm glad to be certainly a part of that. So VJ, you have uh, you you yourself, man. You, you you if you remember, it was just an email to me. Uh, hey, listen, I'm interested in joining your podcast. Here's my uh, my uh, what I did before. This is what I could bring to the table. I brought you in. You've you've been a gold star ever since. And on top of not only being on this show. Uh, each and every week, uh, you are on two other shows that are gaining ground in popularity. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media, but more importantly, check out where they can listen to you on some other programs. 
Thank you. <clears throat> Thanks, Boom. Um, sorry about my voice. Um, yeah, well, that that's the wildfires, brother. We get <clears throat> it. We get it. <clears throat> but um, I just wanted to uh, apologize to the chat. You know, I'm pretty active in there. It's just because I'm on a Wi-Fi hotspot. I, I can't open another window. And, and yeah, uh, you are. Listen, we, you don't want to move because you don't want you don't want to yeah. be bounced out of the of the show. Yeah. So I'm really sorry, but hopefully the, the internet will resolve itself. And um, I can't remember those those words that you use that catchphrase close out the show. They used to be synonymous with me, and I was thinking a three bit, and I was wondering to myself, have I been promoted or demoted? <laughs> it's just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you'll yeah. never get a demotion here, brother. You're good. You're all good. You're all good. It's just whenever you say those words, suddenly my ears and my you know my, my eyebrows, everything. Like, oh, is that me? <laughs> no, it's not. It's three bit. So. <laughs> I'm just getting used to that. But um, you can find me, everyone can find me at BJ at Viewpoint Gaming. Um, I'm on Green Pass Gaming on Sunday, uh, this upcoming Sunday, then uh, with Clowns, um, who's a, a very good friend of the show, as Boom would say, uh, on Tuesdays on Four Guys with Quarters. Um, and I'm on um, uh, Stubbs Gaming. And uh, he's getting better. I think he's had his uh, staples out today. So I want to give him a call and see how he's getting on. But uh, he's um he's he's really improving, Broom, and he's uh, he's becoming a fantastic host, and um, he's I really agree. managing yeah. it as well. And he's got fantastic guests on there as well. And uh, I can absolutely him. agree there. Um, and, and I know he's a small channel. Yeah, sorry, Archimedes. I know he's a small channel, but boom, I, I find that we all start time... with one sub, brother. We all we all start out with one sub. Doesn't matter how big or small. Yeah, I just um, I just really want to support him as much as I can. And um, yeah, he's got fantastic members of the community there as well that are given an opportunity that they may not be given on other channels. So I, I just think it's, a, it's, it's fantastic. And, I, and um, I hopefully he will say one day that I was one of the guys that helped push him to, to actually make it happen. But, um, but yeah, all in all, uh, boom, I, I, it's been a few months now that I've been on the show. Mm -hmm. And um, I was really worried. That, I'm always worried that I might be a doubt for it, but I try my best to get on. And uh, somehow the hotspot held out. And, and um, thanks for some brilliant topics today. And um, and they were definitely engaging. And uh, the chat was really on fire. And, uh, yeah, thanks again, Boom. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, brother. And thank you so much for taking the time to be here. And last, and in no way least, the news addition to the Xbox Factor podcast, someone that I believe not only has a great future ahead of him in the career that he's currently building outside of YouTube. I think he has a career in YouTubing as well as podcasting and content creation. 3-Bit, why don't you do me a favor, brother? Tell everyone about yourself, where they can follow you on social media, and what else you got going on. Yeah, guys. Um, first off, uh, I want to say, Mr. Badbit, <laughs> you are, so far, you are my favorite uh, PlayStation content creator. So There you go. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and to the chat, you guys were very lively. And to the panel, you guys were uh, quite amazing. And I always try to stay positive. I, I know I <laughs> this this episode, I, I I had some things to say, uh, but you know, I, I think um, we, I'm at the end of the day, I'm really excited for for what these consoles got going on. And you guys can follow me on Twitter. It's the VGHD, and on YouTube, it's the Video Games HD. I got a lot of projects coming up. Um, I will be interviewing the writer of uh, the Origins of Wolverine on oh, my wow, channel. Nice. Um, he's my boss, so oh, <laughs> oh there you go, there so, uh, you go. I'll be doing that on my channel and uh, a couple other things I got planned. Um, I'm trying to balance it all. I'm very new to the YouTube space. Um, well, well, kinda. Um, and and this is my first podcast. Uh, that I, I've been featured on, so I'm learning as I'm going. 
uh, being with you guys are very experienced. So I, I want to just thank you guys uh, for giving me the opportunity and thank the chat. Uh, I learned a lot from being with you guys. So thank you guys. Oh, well, thank you, brother. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're here. Glad that I reached out to you, and uh, and and here we are, uh, a full podcast mm -hmm. with a lot of big opinions and, and a lot of talent behind it, folks. Let me before we get on out of here. Three super chats came in. I want to catch up. Viper XT, very generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding five dollars super chat. Says Microsoft has provided the tech. Now we they just need to deliver and take advantage of it. Yes, and and they, and all of those games that we are we've been asking for, they're coming. And I think we're going to be very surprised. As a matter of fact, keep your ears and eyes peeled for November 9th. I'm calling it now. I think we're going to get gameplay of Hellblade 2. I don't have that confirmed. It's just my gut feeling. I know I have heard that that trailer is done. That trailer is ready to go. And I think we're going to get some big surprises on the 9th right before launch. And Hellblade 2 from Ninja Theory is going to be one of those surprises. East Texas Alex Another generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, just wanted to say how much I appreciate all the hard work and dedication you put into going uh, to doing all of the live content. Keep it up and God bless you. Well, thank you, dude, very much for the blessing, but more importantly, so much for the kind words. It is very, very appreciated. And of course, your generosity as well. And Dirk the Daring is a new channel member. Well, thank you, Dirk. Super appreciate that. But one other little bit of housekeeping, and I promised I would do it, and I'm a man who keeps his word. Flamish, the most positive gamer in the world. You know him from Twitter. Uh, he has a podcast, and he is doing a charity stream on Saturday, which is October 31st, and that's Halloween. And he says uh, on Twitter that this Saturday, the 31st of October, I'll be doing a live stream on YouTube. For more info on this video, just hit him up on Twitter or hit, DM him. But he's also doing a charity stream, like I said. And he reached out to Xbox, uh, Phil Spencer, and Aaron Greenberg to see if they would also be somehow involved. I don't know how far he got with that. But check out the uh, Flamish on his YouTube channel and uh, try and support this charity that he is doing. And, of course, we're going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it will be important to you. And it's something that my dad taught me when I was a kid. It made me a better New York City police officer where I spent 21 years protecting the people of New York City, but it also, more importantly, made me a better human being. And he said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next Tuesday on the bonus edition of the Xbox Factor Podcast. Take care, everyone. All right, take care.